that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I and mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee, stinked at the UN, and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's a puppet right here. The donors, the donors right there that are playing about the puppet. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When and it is it anti-Semitic rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct and we do take action. So the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard code of conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. Headline News with Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's Friday, December 8th, 2023, and the internet has broke. Once again, the stars have aligned and the internet has given us something epic, and that is an interview between Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones. And what I'm so excited about is the fact that because we're on the Brighton Network, we can bring you all of the Alex Jones clips, whereas if you were on any of the alternative medias... I'm going to start calling them the alternative medias, like YouTube or Facebook or those other curse words. You couldn't. You can't talk about Alex Jones. So we're going to bring you three phenomenal clips from that interview. Additionally, though, the other thing that broke the internet was Vivek Ramaswamy, who I, you can take him or leave him, but he literally wiped the floor with Republicans at the debate this week. Yeah, he, he really did. So we've got that and so much more coming up right after these messages. Don't go anywhere. Grab the popcorn. We're here to bring you this week's headline news. Pharmaceutical giant Pfizer knew that its COVID-19 vaccines were contaminated with a virus and took steps to intentionally obscure this fact from regulators, according to the founder and chief scientific officer of medicinal genomics, Kevin McKernan. When the company's vaccine sequence is annotated, the presence of DNA from a virus known as simian virus 40, or SV40, can clearly be seen. McKernan and his research team did not set out to find contamination in the vaccines. Instead, they discovered it accidentally while using RNA from the vaccine as a control in an effort to test RNA purification in another project they were carrying out. They had assumed the RNA in the jab was a functional pharmaceutical grade variety and were surprised to find that in addition to mRNA, the Pfizer shots had DNA plasmids. <laughs>
Okay, so I was just telling the producers a little bit ago that we were outside cutting down a tree with chainsaws literally 10 minutes ago. Yeah, my chainsaw's smoking. We have to diagnose it. It's not getting the bar and chain oil? I don't know. No, the oil's coming through. Now we have to figure out what else is happening. Why else it's smoking? Yeah, it can't be a gas mix because the other chainsaw's working on it. I know. So we have to. But it was really exciting. We, we had that. We had my. We put my Jeep out there. And we chained the tree. It was a pretty big tree. Yeah. And our friend Matt cut, like you know, did we the wedge did cut. Yeah, he did it. And then he cut it, and I was able to put the gas on. And boom! And the tree fell. So we're kind of like riding high on like a little bit of adrenaline. Yeah. You probably could use you a shower. Should, this is called living. I put my makeup on before I did the show, and then I went in side just now, like coming in, like okay, let's get it kind of together. And I had bits of sawdust and bar and chain oil all over my face because I, I used the air hose to clean out the chainsaw. Did you use the air and hose it, to clean off your face? <laughs> no, but that would it would have worked. been something it been like one of those Yeah. Yeah. Get out the uh get out the good old uh, leaf blower. We got an electric one now. Just, oh my gosh. Just your face it's battery. It's battery powered. I got it for my birthday. Yeah. I did, yeah. So I'm just saying we come in and we kind of look all fake, but um we, we live real life. You know, do. doing real stuff. We do. Exciting stuff. Yep. Stuff that, you know, living on the edge. We do. And why were we cutting down the tree? We were cutting down the tree because we have a wood-burning stove and we don't have enough wood for the winter. And that particular tree is... Dead. Dead as Dropping a limbs like crazy. So Matt created a really cool... I don't... You know, things... You think things... You think a thought, it's illegal. Doesn't matter. It's not... There's no legal illegality. No! No! This Matt is created great. an invention. Oh, so we have a pole saw. It's electric. That is electric, right? It has a cord. And you know, those pole saws, they're chained like a chainsaw on a pole. And it's got a little trigger. And it extends, you know, I don't know what, 15, 20 feet, 15 probably. But that's not long enough, probably right? Because we don't have a bucket truck. So we need probably it to go 10. longer. No, it's longer than that. Anyway, so he went to the store. I don't even know what these poles are for. They're like random poles that you can use for whatever project you want. And they hook together. They're like pull poles. They are. And he's duct taped one really, really solidly to so the pole the, saw. So and then you these, can just keep adding. So the, We the, had this puppy so high in the air. The upper body strength that it takes to do something like this. Don't tell it's, me that's illegal. We, we called it chainsaw. Well, okay, wait, wait, wait. What law are they going to come and say, you're doing something illegal? No, that's what I said. It's like, so, I'm thinking to myself, should kids, I don't try this at home. Doing? Don't know. Literally mm -hmm. like chainsaw pole ball. What's so, it is. But what's so dangerous about it is that it's so heavy and you're kind of like holding it. But and when, the tree, when the limb comes down and you're kind of like losing now, the whole saw with it. Let me put it in perspective. This is headline news. You would not do this with a big, with a regular, this is the, the chainsaw. We're not talking about putting. is only this big. We're not talking about putting it's poles on a chainsaw. Small. This isn't like Tim the Toolman Taylor action. No, 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 no. So, no, no, no. This is a small chainsaw. Right. It's a little, it's a little, a little guy. Other things that are dangerous, the can't. Matt, oh, okay. Matt said he also used heavy zip ties in case anybody would like to replicate what he has done. Not just duct tape. Okay. That's good to that, know. That's safety first. Safety. And then, oh my gosh, could you imagine if it fell if right off? And if somebody tried, tried yeah, don't do that. Super, he literally peeked his head down like, That's hey, what I'm telling you. Don't try this at home. Don't try. Don't do anything we just said. No, don't do it. Do not do it. And you know what else? But you know what I should, I, I, you can do? You can get Alex Jones on Twitter. Very interesting. This first, uh, Alex this, Jones on Twitter. This first clip of the, oh, he's even not supposed to be on it, but I, I heard that, uh, Elon Musk is open for talks. <laughs> Maybe, Elon, you could be open for talks about getting resistance chicks back on. Maybe. I think. <laughs> God bless you. Get zoom tight. Well, chainsaw dust. 
All right. So the, this first clip is the uh, Alex Jones and Tucker are talking about how the world is being put down, put into a countdown for collapse. Okay. All right. We'll start out like already on uh, with anxiety ridden. Okay. Let's. Oh, three, this. two, one. Let's listen. My grief is this is really draconian. This globalist great reset, new world order takeover is a post-industrial world cut off the resources, ninety percent forced depopulation, breaking civilization by design massive wars, famine. They've already cut off a third of the fertilizer in the last year worldwide. It's estimated that'll kill a couple hundred million people. Uh, the lockdowns worldwide, not the virus. The UN admits killed 80-something million extra people in the last three and a half years. And, 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 and so when the first world collapses, the third world dies. And then what's left of them floods us. And so the earth is being put into a countdown collapse right now. And so I'm like the fisherman when the tidal wave comes in and I'm like, oh my God, my wife and children are about to die. And, and, and so I'm not really worried about me because I'm a man. I did this. I knew it was coming. I've been proven right. And I'm not happy I was proven right. I wish we could have gotten ahead of this and stopped it. Yeah, we have a lot of credibility now that people see we, that we were right. So maybe we can stop the next phase of it. But the globalists have gone from testing phase, beta test phase, into full operational now. And they say, read their writings, we are going to have a post-industrial world by 2030. We will have no personal cars by 2030. You will be eating bugs by 2030. And we will start uh, the, the depopulation of 90% of the people by 2045. That is the official WF, official UN, official Club of Rome plan. What do you mean the depopulation? They want to bring the world population down to 500 million. But I thought we were opposed to genocide. No or no? I guess we're not. Well, you know, we're told now don't have children. It's bad for the earth. And we're told all this, and Elon Musk is right, and is a hero for pointing out all the actuaries show, if you don't have 2.1 children, a man and a woman, people go, well, a man and a woman can have 2.1. It's, it's in the aggregate, folks, out of billions. If a country doesn't have 2.1, 2.2 replacement rate, then you don't have people to take care of the old folks, society collapses. And so uh, Japan's 1.3, Italy's 1.3, they're done as cultures. Uh, America, without immigrant influx, is uh, about 1.6. That's not that's not viable. Uh, and so and I'm not just talking about white people only here, but white people are seven percent of the world population, maybe eight. Uh, and so I would be sad if the last of the Eskimos were dying. I, I mean, I'm sad that the Japanese within 100 years, uh, there might be 20 million of them. You know, I, I love that Tucker is, he's, he at least looks like he's listening to Alex. And you have to respect Alex. I don't care what you think about Alex Jones. Yeah. You have to respect him because he has been the one that's covering the stuff that no one wants to talk about. They literally, and I mean literally, want to get the population down to 500 million. That's not a joke. It's not a secret. But nobody wants to say those things out loud because you sound like a quack. No, and the fact that Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson, which I'm sure this interview is being seen by everybody, you know, even those on the left. Oh, yes. They're talking about the societal collapse and what they are pushing for. And this is now beyond mainstream. And the Lord is getting us all ready. This is not the, the prophets, the weird Christian-y mm -hmm. people say. It's not the weird homesteading people or the preppers. You know, it's those of us. And here's the thing. The reason why we started so many years ago in the preparedness vein, there's two kinds of prepa preparing. Number one, there's prepping because you're afraid of what might happen. And then there is preparing because it's becoming a part of your lifestyle 
And you're also preparing because you know that you're going to need to do things self-sufficiently. And so you stock up on those things that you need. What are some of those things, Michelle, that we stock up on that we need? Or we think, or you could give some tips. Um, salt, salt, wheat. Yeah, wheat. Um, and with that, a what? A grain. A milk. grain mill to be able to grind beans. Now those are food, food, food stuffs. Okay, right. What, what kind of medical, medical supplies? Suture kits. You yeah, know, you don't recognize how much you need band aids or yes. um, clean cloth that you can use tape. Right. Um, I, I personally am thinking to myself, I want to get some more of that uh, stuff that you usually use for pets. The, mm -hmm. That kind of the wrap, uh, the wrap, um, stretchy wrap, burn medicine. Oh yeah, burn that's huge. bandages. We ha I have some for um, like the big burns and some for small burns. But be, even beyond that, having things like my my favorite phrase is barter ability. Oh sure. Okay, so you don't have to have everything, but you have to have something that you can barter with. I always think of this. Everybody, everybody wants to buy ammo and guns, right? But if you're gonna have to use them, you're gonna need stuff to fix people who were harmed. With the ammo and the guns. <laughs> That's a really good point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you are in a position where you need to use ammo and guns, you better have, like, a ca a case full of gauze. For every thing of ammo that you're getting, okay, good, if, Leah. you know, you need to recognize it, even if you're, okay, so let's say it's just for hunting. Well, do you have the stuff to... Uh, do you have the right kind of knives to butcher? Do you have do you have do you the, the butcher skills equipment? to butcher these animals? Do you have the skills? What are you gonna do with the skins? Yes, exactly. Can you tan a hide? Exactly. So, so skills, yeah. all of these things are things. As far as being prepared, it's not enough just to have stuff. Right. You need to have the skills, the know how, know how, and the wherewithal. And so you to need to be. It. And so people, you know. 10, even 15, 20 years ago, people, what are you preparing for? You're weird. You're crazy. You know, even during COVID, people thought it was weird to have a run on toilet paper. Well, actually, it's nice to have some extra toilet paper. And I actually suggest that you get one of those um, commercial grade and get a box of the commercial grade toilet paper, the thin stuff. Yes, absolutely. You know, unless you want to go with the rag, which you can go with the rag. No, thanks. Uh, we actually have boxes of this ourselves. We actually acquired. We did, yes. Through a barter. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And actually, we're, you we're know, prepared for all things. We are. And so, uh, yeah, I, I encourage you guys to be prepared. And, and you know, a really great place to be prepared is by going to the Brighton store. Oh, absolutely. Literally, go to brightionstore.com. Water purification. They have everything that you need. That's not why we were talking about this, but I thought now would be the time to throw that in there because it's really, really use important. use promo code CHICKS. Use promo code CHICKS. You'll save 5%. Yeah, because you need to have stuff for healing inside and out. Yeah. All right. Uh, this, this next part of the conversation I thought was hilarious because I've seen it. Mm. The BLM flags and the BLM signs are always, without exception, in white liberal neighborhoods. Oh, my God. Okay, let's check this out. Let's listen. If you had told me 20 years ago, and I grew up in a world where judging people on the basis of their skin color was totally immoral, and, and I still believe that. But if you told me 20 years ago that we were going to live in a world where people get on TV and just be like, I hate white people, they're bad. No, it's totally fine. Like, why, why, why do people put up with that? Like, there should be zero tolerance for that. I don't get it. The Democratic Party founded the KKK. And when the majority were whites in the South in some areas, they played the race card for political power. Now that the majority in most areas are not white, they're playing the good old-fashioned race card of tell whites, you know, stand down, let people take over your society, your culture, give up your culture. It's, it's embarrassing to be white. And then now it's flat out bad to be white. And the left's trying to convert all these minority groups that are now the majority in most areas into race-based systems 
because that is a very effective but system. But why do people put up with that? I mean, like if they were doing that to Malaysians or Filipinos or Hondurans, I would say you can't do that. You're not allowed to attack people on the basis of their race. I'm sorry, not in a country like this because a country will fall apart and it's immoral. I totally agree. But nobody says anything. Well, I don't the, get it. The reason they've done it is most of the enforcers of this are white liberal women, 45 or older, not fair. It's just a fact. And they're, they're cucked husbands. And so to them... Can I just say that the phrase cucked husbands is the best? It, it, the I mean, best. it really is true. So if you get around these white liberals, they live in the whitest areas. They're totally scared of anybody with brown skin, but they virtue signal constantly and then say, yes, the white people are, are bad. You know, the uh, white people are, are evil. Uh, and, you know, these... these I, mean, I mean, I've even seen white people sit there and say, yeah, it's time to deal with, with these crackers. And they're a white person saying that. So From Jackson Hole or Nantucket or Aspen or Bethesda, the whitest places in America. So shouldn't there be a law? Super simple. If you've got a BLM sign in your yard, you should be required to live in Gary, Indiana or Baltimore. Like there, you should not be anywhere near Jackson, Wyoming. You should be made to live in East St. Louis. I totally agree. You should be made to live in Detroit. Yes. And, but of course they've done the studies, they look at the statistics. It's not just here, it's in Europe and it's in the UK, like in London, the liberal areas are like 99% white. Oh, I noticed. Okay, and there's a lot of rich people in, in London that aren't white, but they're not even in that area. It, they are the most insular group and, and, and then they point at white Christian culture and society that actually outlawed slavery in most of the world, was the vanguard of stopping it. And then they don't point at China, which is the most uh, homogeneous racist group in the world. It's an ethnostate. It's, it's Han Chinese, period. Oh I've seen a, okay, so we have this neighborhood. We live in Milford, Ohio. And it's really kitschy, cute, nice big houses in what we call Old Milford. And you walk around, and I tell you what is, whenever I see the 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 Black Lives Matter signs, it's so dark, and it it just cheapens the neighborhood. It it they're black, yeah, with white, and you feel the evil around these people because we know that Black Lives Matter, the organization, was founded by by women who practice witchcraft. Absolutely, they profess this. They talk about it. They talk about pouring out libations, say their names, say George Floyd, say we, his name. We need we need some discernment. Yes. Because this whole movement, this angry George Floyd movement, you know, Derek Chavon did not kill George Floyd. Mm -hmm. He had a very tough job with a man who was on drugs. Yes. Who was popping pills in the back of the car who had already committed a crime and was resisting arrest. You know what th that trial means is that it used to be when uh, a crime was committed and they accused a black person. And it was kind of really proven that that black person didn't do it. But the neighborhood was going to riot if they weren't proven guilty. So they would put an innocent man in jail. The complete opposite now has happened mm -hmm. with this specific case. So they put an innocent man in jail and then Derek Siobhan was actually stabbed. He almost died in prison. Wow. And he didn't kill George Floyd. George Floyd literally he killed was, himself. Okay, let's explain something here. George Floyd got out. We They had to get him out of the car. Right. Because he was acting erratically and he was resisting arrest. 
Okay, why is it that it's usually the person who shoots up a Wendy's or is resisting arrest, and suddenly these police officers are stuck with trying to capture the the, the subset? The the only thing for Derek Chavon to do at that point was just to let him go. Exactly. To let but him that's go. That's what they would have you do, though. Seriously, that's the place where we're at. You look at California, and they are allowing shoplifting. They're allowing all of these things that they are. They they're during 2020 during COVID. They were releasing people from prison. It wasn't like he went up and he strangled him or anything. He was resisting arrest. So what are you supposed to do as a police officer when someone resists arrest to the point of violence? But I don't know. The the motion that the left has gone in, this is something that I've been, I've come to realization to because it's white people Mm -hmm. who are are really saying white supremacy. It's not black people. It's not Asian people. It's not Hispanic people. It's all the white people saying there's white supremacists or white supremacists or white supremacists. And they, hilarious. But, but you know why they say that? Because they know that they are. Like, no, I really am better than you. They me. are white supremacists. And number two, when they say white supremacists, they, they what they want to attack are Christians. Mm-hmm. Okay? Who they want to go after. And they want to paint you. And here's the thing. You, they do not want to eliminate racism. They want you to be racist because they want to hate you. They absolutely are bloodthirsty. And they want those who pretend to be portend to be Christians to be white supremacists. They don't want you not to be. Right. They need you to be evil. This is what's happening with Israel and Hamas. And this is why it's such a hard topic to cover. Mm-hmm. Because Israel needs Hamas and the Palestinians to be bloodthirsty radical Muslims. Exactly. And Hamas needs Israel to bomb them and to hurt children. And so everybody is putting up, look, my burned baby. No, my burned baby. Look, my raped person. No, my dead child. It's absolutely diabolical. Stop it. It's this victim weirdness. And so what they, what they, there's the victim mentality and then there's the perpetrator mentality. Mm. And so what you have um, on, on the left is they need you and they want you to be evil. They want you to be bad. They want you to hate. And that's why you can't. Exactly. You can't get angry. You have to turn the other te- cheek. You have to take the high road. You can't go on tirades of swearing and you can't get violent because when you do, of course, they're going to use it against so, you. So, but how do you defeat them with in the power of God? Yeah, absolutely. With the power of God. You know, this week, we um, the House held a hearing with the presidents of Harvard, Penn, and MIT. And on the one side, this is why there is no side to choose when it comes to Palestine and Israel. Because the left has chosen the Palestinians. And what's so amazing is you keep saying anti-Semitism long enough, you'll become it. It's so true. Okay. And so the left. What you focus on expands. Calling white supremacy is anti-Semitism. Okay. That's that the KKK white supremacy. It's it Nazis. It Nazis, and they they ran through the Black Lives Matter. But here's the here's the rub. They said it so long, and Ye came out and said the Jews rule the world, and that Candace Owens is flirting with it, and Nick Fuentes, who is an absolute joker, joker. I can't stand him. And you've got Andrew Torba over there um, on Gab, and they all are pointing toward so much hatred towards Israel. And so much hatred towards Jews. But now you have the far left hating Jews in Israel as well because the Palestinians are supposedly this 
minority group, an oppressed group. And so now the matrix is glitching once again. Exactly. Because who is who's here? Because these particular presidents would not say that calling for the genocide of Jews was violence. Mm-hmm. It had to be toward a specific person. Right. You had to say, I want to genocide you. Yeah. But what's so, this is what I don't quite understand. If you called for the genocide, does anybody know what the word, this word, you keep saying this word. I don't think you know what it means. Genocide means to wipe them all out. So I would think that if you had a student at Harvard that called for the wiping out of an entire population of people, that that might be an expul- some a reason for expulsion. Yes. But they, these particular Harvard president, Harvard, and they said, no, it has to be in context. The genocide. We'd, I just sit back and this is me just watching. <laughs> because now you've got donors at Harvard saying, I want to, I'm pulling a hundred million dollars. From both sides of the aisle, by the way. And my my mind is going, mm. my my own brain is glitching. I don't understand. All I know is I'm stepping back and I'm like, you know what this reminds me of? <laughs> this what? reminds me of like in the Old Testament where God would use, you know, evil people to take down other evil people. They would fight themselves, right? And so we're seeing kind of this mass um, dumpster fire happening where it's like you're just eating each so other on the right and super right wing people there are and, and i'm bit shoots the worst place for it a lot of people that really hate the jews mm-hmm. and they hate the state of israel and they hate zionism and you're not allowed to be that by the way okay according to the left they don't allow you to do that if you are on the right you cannot be anti-semitic you cannot be anti-zionist you cannot be anti-israel but every city every college campus is literally regurgitating the comments on bit shoot. It's so true. You know what? They're going to find themselves all all on the right very soon, very shortly. But is that the right? That's not even the right. Like, what is this? I I hate those people. I hate those comments. That's why I don't read the comments on bit shoot because they're all like, they're not, first of all, it's not all the Jews. Second of all, your hatred is is obviously not godly. So you two, uh, uh, how about this? The far right and the far left, you join together, go join, and the people here in the middle, we can be on Brideon. We And I love this network. So don't go anywhere because we've got messages from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more from Alex Jones and Vivek Ramaswamy. Okay. So, you know, I always, when I was growing up, I was, ter- I learned about sleepwalking mm-hmm. and I was so terrified that I was going to spend the night at a friend's house who would sleepwalk. I don't know why I thought that that would be like seeing a ghost or something, mm-hmm. but it really, really scares me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got Alex Jones talking about the fact that Biden wanders the house at night. I'm assuming he's awake, but still, it's kind of naked. Creepy. Naked. How do we know? Like, do we have proof of this? Well, there are people in the White House, and I'm sure that you know if you found him walking around, you'd want to tell somebody. This but is even voyeurism. Tucker, but Tucker, in the White House, Tucker Carlson even confirmed that he is on methamphetamines. He is taking drugs. Oh dear God! I know. Let's, okay, let's, let's hear listen. him. Yep. When the Democratic Party and Biden, the leader of the Democratic Party now, as recently as ten years ago, with Mallorca sitting at. Okay, hang on. That was the wrong clip. We need clip three. If it's there. You see the system, the media going after Biden, and he deserves it, but they were covering it up until now. Now they're covering the laptop. Now they're covering attack on the dog. Now they're covering, you know, all of his senility. 
All the corruption, the Chinese spies. Attacking a dog. What a pig he is. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I was told that by Secret Service and by uh, yeah. people that, let's just say, work with them. And I'm going to leave it at that. But and I actually have a contact for you. I'd like to be able to hear it from them. But when this is over, I'll let you actually hear it from yourself. I think they'll tell you off record. I think they're willing to talk to you. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he is completely out of his mind. He wanders around for the entire two and a half years. It's getting worse. Naked in the White House. Uh, in the middle of the night, doesn't know who he is. They have to give him a bunch of drugs, yeah. a bunch of amphetamines in the morning. Then they've got a drug in. Uh, at night, sometimes he's got to, though, he'll like be out for the morning for a while and then he comes back out at night for a ball. That's when there's a real problem. He is on drugs. I, I have established that. And I know someone who witnessed it. I'm not guessing at this. I know someone personally who witnessed him uh, taking amphetamines. And this was this was during the 2016, uh, 20, 2020 election. So how's this going to That's huge. I know you don't play games. You've been No, I don't play games with this. Okay, so we now we have this has got like we went into conspiracy theory like 100 with that, <laughs> but it, I, but it's actually not that hard to believe. I mean, I, 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 the people on the left would probably be like, "I'm gonna call you crazy," but I, you're probably his right. son is a known crack addict. They still have tried to uh, cover up the crack. They literally found a baggie of crack, and they're like, "Oh, it might have been somebody just walking through the White House." Oh, how many people are doing crack in the White House? We know some. Apparently, quite a few, actually. We know somebody who legit is a crack addict, and you're not going to put pin it on him, right? Oh, this is crazy. All right, speaking of pinning things on people, Vivek Ramaswamy did a really great job this week. Um, in, in mostly, yes, in the debate, we'll cover that later on the on the second half of our show. If you guys want to watch on Rumble. But actually, I love these. I got two clips for you where he's talking to, um, what's that, the short chick from CNN. And she asks him about January 6th. And, he, and she asks him about the great replacement theory. And these two clips, I just, he is honestly, you guys, he's better than Trump. He's better than DeSantis. When it comes to these sound bites. When it comes to the solidness of the argument, he is by far, if I wanted somebody to represent me and to debate for me, boom, I'm picking him every single day. Now, does that mean that you're like, oh, I wanted for president? Vivek Ramaswamy? No, but the way he says it, yeah, the good. way he makes the argument, he's, a really he's good legit debater. the best at it. Yes. So this first this first clip I have for you, he's the great replacement theory. They like to pin it on us and say that we're crazy. Oh, look, uh, because... They're trying to change the demographics of the United States. Now, I don't really have a, a problem with natural demographics changing. The United States um, has, is constantly evolving and changing because we are a melting pot. There is no, um, the American culture is Christian. That's good. That's all American culture is. It's not really, um, it's not because so many people came here from, we have to recognize that Swedish culture was like 100% different than uh, Spanish culture. Like completely different, different food, different dress, different everything. And they both came over, right? And then the American culture evolved out of Christianity and the ideals of liberty and the Reformation, okay? So with that in mind, the left is trying to bring in people and replace, I believe, white workers and mm. black workers for Mexican workers because they work better. They work harder and they work cheaper yeah. than the people in their, their age group and their demographic. They want better slaves. If you can't go and capture slaves and birth slaves and have slave factories, you want workers. You they, These people have giant businesses. ConAgra Foods, Jolly Come Green on. Giant. Where do you think this... Where do you, 
not all of it is as a combine. A lot of this is done. Most most work is done by hands-on people, packaging people, people who are in meat factories, and they want the people from South America because they are working hard. And so, yes, they're trying to make a replacement. And they that's why there are Planned Parenthoods in all the black neighborhoods. They want to kill off black people. They've got, they want the fentanyl come, come over and kill off all the poor white people. And then they want to bring in the Mexicans. It's, it's just, they, and, and, and they admit to doing it. And I appreciate Vivek, Vivek um, explaining this to the CNN anchor. Let's see this. When the Democratic Party and Biden, the leader of the Democratic Party now, as recently as 10 years ago with Mallorca sitting at his side, expressly talking about non-white populations exceeding white populations, that being a good thing, and immigration policies they've advanced to achieve that result remain in Mexico, which they're not enforcing. Let's have that debate rather than saying this is a dog whistle, this is going to cause violence. What I'm worried about is that we are going to have... I would say I want to I want to be careful in the way I speak about this because I don't want to get to a place about violence. I want we're skating on thin ice as a country right now. But as a leader, it is important to give people the permission to say in public what they'll otherwise say in private. A lot of it grounded in truth to be able to have that debate without labeling let me just somebody ask you one question, a xenophobe or a racist or a let's just say, denier or anything let's else. Let's just say and I'm not I'm not going to use the term anymore because it it is a dog whistle for people out there who are looking for reasons to go after people of color and and Jews. But let's just assume that 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 was something that was happening. Is that so wrong? So, what's, so, what's wrong with so what's Dan, wrong with people? First of, of all, color let me just pause right there. Being a majority. Let, in this let me just pause right there. This is a legitimate discussion for us to have, but you, but we can't have it both ways to say that this is something that we're actually advocating for. It's an express policy, and we acknowledge that it's part of an express policy objective. Then let's actually get to the debate about whether this is good or not for the country, right? And so, I embrace that, but. Thank you for getting to a useful place rather than just saying anybody who's saying this, right. if a person on the right says that it's a conspiracy theory, if a Democrat says it's immigration policy. Just, and my view is I don't care about skin color. I could care less for skin color. Do you share the ideals of this country? The Jews will not replace do, us. Do you comes share? from the great replacement theory. I know we, you have okay. to go, well, but just, just go back and look at well, that what and I would, think about And I would say go back and look at air for the people that are watching this, the videos that Mike Johnson has released of Capitol Police allowing them in. We should be able to at least have that debate in the open and air the video of Biden saying exactly what otherwise is described as a conspiracy theory with Mayorkas 10 years ago. Let's have honest debate. We can disagree, but don't call label somebody a insurrectionist or a, or a racist or homophobe or a denier or anything else as a way of silencing debate. We should talk about it on the merits. And that last question yeah. you asked is exactly what many Republicans also want to be debating in the open. Whether I or not agree. They agree. Merits, facts, that's what we need to be doing. Amen. And that's, so show and that, the videos and I think it'll be good for the viewers. Right. Thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank Anderson, you, back to you. Dan, thanks very much. Back uh, with the panel here uh, in New York. Well, he's always a joy. It's a lot to unpack. You know, the, here's the panel sitting there going, she failed. Yeah. Because she she was not able to hold her own. You can't hold your own with Vivek Ramaswamy because mm -hmm. the, the CNN talking points and arguments will never hold up to what Vivek is throwing down. They mm -hmm. just won't. Yeah. No, they, they, they will not. And he had the facts. I, I Don't mess with this guy. He is a really smart guy. He's one of those guys unlike the rest of us, that when he reads something, he remembers it. And here's the problem. You know, Lee and I do a lot of interviews when we go around the country and we go to different events. And so we, when you're interviewing somebody, it is very difficult to maintain your um, 
ideals or your stance because you kind of want to oh, you absolutely go along, along with what along they're with saying. It is not a comfortable but, thing to but, be antagonistic. But beyond that, in this specific interview, these people at CNN, when they're sitting together in the studio, the devil is there and they, and there's like a spirit on them that they can maintain that false facade and lie. And they're but in their studio. Underneath of it all, these people are just human. Mm -hmm. And so when you when you present to them a human argument and she's starting to think to herself, you just watch Vivek Ramaswamy convert her on several points. I know because he gave facts and said how the Democrats actually and he appealed to her human intellect. But in studio, Van Jones says when Vivek Ramasamy was talking about that, he was shaking. Vivek is Indian. What makes you afraid of this man? He is not a white supremacist, and that and so the shaking is demonic, and the demons were coming out. Let them go, That's Van good. Jones. Let them go. That's the shaking. Let it go. Let it go, son. You know what else you need to let go? your false narrative on January 6th. And I actually appreciate uh, that Vivek has changed his ideas and his stance on a lot of things. And he has on January 6th. Let's see this. Let's, let's start okay. with January 6th. Sure. There is no evidence that it is an in inside job. It was a fringe conspiracy theory that the Trump-appointed FBI director, Christopher Wray, has said explicitly over and over is just not true. So let me, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to address it. I was an anti-woke crusader leaving the business world. And if you had asked me three years ago, is there some chance January 6th is an inside job? I would have said that was crazy talk. I would say looking at the facts of the video footage that have come out, Dana, it is shocking that you still haven't gotten a clear answer of how many federal agents were in the field that day. Look at now the video footage of actually throwing explosives and rubber bullets into what was a peaceful crowd, then releasing to the public what came in response to that. But now look at the video footage that was released. And I'm glad we're talking about it because viewers deserve to look at that footage. Pa Capitol Police literally letting people in who were then now prosecuted, some of whom have gone on to commit suicide because of what the government's doing. That is a case of entrapment. And I think the government has not been transparent about this, which is why I then brought up another case where the government, now 20 years later, with declassified documents, tells us that they lied to us at the time. And so I do think we have a government that's people. consistently lied to its people. But an inside job suggests that everybody was who, who attacked the Capitol was well, part of say that. I didn't say that, but I was saying that there is a case, there's entrapment going on. There's entrapment going on, and this looks like a case of entrapment. And if you look at even over what the last day. What do you mean by day, entrapment? Entrapment means that the police no. goaded people to do something otherwise than they otherwise wouldn't have done, and then they arrest them for actually doing it. And you, you saw don't that, think and, it was and, actually the former president who let's, was let's, trying well, I think to that was the people. media narrative. Now, look at actually a we hard heard case. Him, we heard well, him I'm with I'm going to ask you about ears. a case and see what you think about this, right? You guys said this for a long time about the Gretchen Whitner kidnapping plot. Suddenly gone silent after it comes out at trial that absolutely that was a case of entrapment, which is why two of those people were acquitted. So I'm saying this as somebody who... On the other side of this, as a biotech CEO, somebody who was even anti-woke, but if I was looking at this, I would have said a lot of this is crazy talk. But if you actually get into the details, I think it is startling how much the government has systematically lied. And I think it's both both parties over the course of the last 25 years. But on the, January the left used to be better at pointing this out the, and being skeptical of the government, the most, but now it's the right. Which is the most aggressive, offensive attack on the U.S. Capitol and on democracy itself that we have seen in our lifetime and in many, many lifetimes, 
to say without evidence that it was an inside shot. I'm not saying it without dangerous. evidence. I think that what we're seeing now is the video footage that's come out. I was in a different place before a lot of that evidence came out. But you have to respond to the evidence. What is your response or what is anybody else in CNN's response to the video footage that was released of Capitol Police literally well, just peacefully allowing well, people into the Capitol? What we know or is shooting that into 850 people that's, that's, have been convicted but, of crimes. But the reality is many of them were convicted before that information was released. And I'm do glad, you think that former I'm glad President you're Trump up, has though, anything to do with no, 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 this? Because you're bringing up a really good point, and your audience and everybody deserves to know the truth about this. Normally, there's a rule in constitutional law. It's called the Brady Rule. You have to turn over exculpatory evidence to the other side. In this case, it wasn't turned over because the DOJ said Congress okay. was sitting. Come on. He's bringing up the Brady. Oh, man. And she doesn't. What we know is 800 and some odd people were. Yeah, before the evidence was released. Hello. Oh, my gosh. She was he just mopped the floor with her. Oh, he did. No, he didn't. He has facts straight. He does. I appreciate it. Oh, I really, really, truly really appreciate good. it. That's really enjoyable. Because this, he just literally. She's never going to be allowed to go to another Republican debate. CNN viewers saw that. You have to they recognize did. that wasn't a soundbite. Right. That was with, that was on CNN. They should have cut the feed. They should have cut the interview. Don't interview Vivek Ramaswamy Just stop having, him on your, stop having him on the network. You know, it's a fine thing. So I don't know if they think that there will be another nominee besides Trump, if they're trying to out Trump Trump. Um, they seem to enjoy covering the debates or they feel like maybe they have to and they have to. Inter it's kind of like for so long because it's Trump, we have to ignore. Right. But if you're just literally a mouthpiece for the Democrat Party, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So. They have to, in order to say it's not just Trump, they have to talk to Vivek. They have to talk to Nikki. I hate Nikki, but um, they enjoy talking to Nikki. Uh, they have to talk to these other candidates because yeah. otherwise everybody just knows you are literally just a mouthpiece for the Democrat Party. Exactly. CNN. And, and speaking of the Republican Party, they have a CNN lined up to do two debates for the Republican. You're joking. No, I am not joking. Yeah. No, I am not joking. Speaking about not joking. This, I do have a clip here from the debate. And what I absolutely love about what Vivek says here about the climate nonsense, he literally cuts through the smoke and the fog. And Ron DeSantis kind of does that, but he, <laughs> there's some video of him where he's still on stage and he's kind of like forcing a smile. Like he's, <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying too hard. He's overthinking it. He's trying to over politician himself, sure. right? What I like with Vivek is he's just a dude and he's up there and, and he just, and that's what people liked about Trump mm -hmm. too. Uh, and that's what I really like about Vivek. And he says something here about the climate nonsense and how it's a religion. And I just like stood up and cheered. Like, absolutely. This is a religion. This is a religion. And they are brainwashing children into a religion. Let's see what Vivek has to say here. I'll use this to just address a topic we didn't talk about tonight, but I think is one of the most important topics that needs to be discussed. That is this climate change agenda that is shackling this country like a set of handcuffs. I said it at the first debate and I stand by it. The climate change agenda is a hoax because it has nothing to do with the climate. That's what we have to see. 98% reduction in the climate disaster related deaths in the last century. Eight times as many people are gonna die of cold temperatures this year than warm ones. Yet against that backdrop, there's an issue coming up in Iowa. It's core to Iowa farmers. I met Kim Junker. Kathy Stockdale and other farmers who are about to have a carbon capture pipeline built across their land using eminent domain to do it. That's unconstitutional and it's wrong. And if you thought COVID was bad, what's coming with this climate agenda is far worse. 
We should not be bending the knee to this new religion. That is what it is. It is a substitute for a modern religion. We are flogging ourselves and losing our modern way of life, bowing to this new god okay. of climate, and that will end on my watch. Thank it's you, the most Ambassador Haley. That's coming up. Thank you. Oh, man. Come on. They are literally blowing smoke when it comes to the, the climate agenda. And so the and, and everybody knows it, though. You know, I mean, I, we all try to reduce, reuse, recycle. We try to do the very best that we can for the planet, yada, yada, yada. But they've taken it way too far, way too far. And now they are stealing from people. It's not. No, here's the thing. They haven't taken it too far. They've commandeered That's taking good. care of the planet. You know, the greenies, the, the kind of the hippies of the 70s and early yeah, 80s. Exactly. They actually cared about the planet. They were the people who would actually um, go and clean up rivers or they would have days where, um, and they would actually be hands-on people because there was no internet. So if you were, if you met something, you actually had to put your actions to it. Yeah. And if you felt something, if you felt like we needed to be better to the environment, then maybe they're the ones that recycle. Maybe they're the ones that buy less plastic. Maybe they're the ones who buy glass bottles before it was cool for the rest of us, right? That was, that's what they were trying to do to help the environment. Like, I get it. Buying a case of water and plastic bottles is not great. Using your cloth bags at the grocery store versus plastic bags, that's actually, those are great things to do. But that's not what they're talking about. They're creating, they want to create an industry and they want to use uh, a religious fervor to do it. Mm. And so the industry, they're making, they're it's trying. It's all about money. Right. They're transitioning. They want to create a new energy, a new industry because there's a corner on the market when it comes to gasoline and oil. Well, if everybody knows that if you want to be big in business, then you have to get a product that everybody needs. Yes. And so everybody needs energy. So what they're trying to do is say, well, we want to make gasoline and all these things bad. We're going to make this. Um, we're going to put it into kids. And what we're going to do is we're going to tell them that you're going to die. Because that's what religions do, like exactly. Christianity. So Christianity says, if you don't come to know Jesus, you're going to go to hell, right? So climates, it's a, that's, a, that's a religion, by the way, okay? And <laughs> so the climate alarmist has to have, have, to have a They're religious equal, yeah, fervor. Equal, sure. So the religious fervor is, if you don't do this, you're going to die. We're all going to die. And we played that clip last week with William Shatner. We're all going, We're to, all die. going to die. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. Like, Shatner, you got like two days left. Like, what's your problem? What, are you, what is it? It's a religious fervor. He's literally fervor. like 90-something. Okay, yeah. He has, it's a religious fervor. And he wants to tell everybody, we're all going to die. No, you're not going to die. But you know what? If you don't come to know Jesus, then you are going to die and you are going to go to hell and you do need to come to know him. And I'm not going to say that visiting the Brighton store is going to save your soul, but it <laughs> might help save your body. Okay. And so I was researching this week. I am going to be making some homemade toothpaste. We went to a new dentist who happens to be a viewer and we were talking about different things that you could do for your teeth. And I was looking up how to do a teeth whitener naturally. So I have some ingredients that I'm going to buy and I'm going to make some natural toothpaste. And I'm going to tell you how it, how it works out. However, if you don't want to buy all the ingredients and you want to try it before you go and buy like, you know, a hundred dollars worth of ingredients mm -hmm. and start making it for everybody in the world, go to the Brighton uh, store and get the tooth salt with neem. Yeah. It's, it's, it's only $15.95 and if you, and it's for a big giant four ounce container of it. Okay. I've been looking for uh, prices on these things. That's a steal. It's a yeah. great deal. So go to the, get the tooth salt with neem. It has organic neem powder, which is an antimicrobial and antibiotic. Um, it's really good for over just your health in general. And then it's got baking soda in it, sea salt, 
uh, mergum and peppermint and clove. Now clove is really great for, it's an antibacterial. Let's say you've got some gingivitis. Maybe you've got some receding gums. This will heal that. That's so good. Okay, so go there, go to the Bright Ann uh, store and use promo code CHICKS and see if you can't get your Christmas present list knocked out I, and support free speech at the same time. Oh, I love that so much. Speaking of free speech, you may not know this, but Brighteon TV is also on Roku and streaming live every day on Rumble. So you can go to Rumble and you can find the Brighteon TV really cool. channel. And so whether you maybe you don't want to go to the Rumble.tv and you don't want to open up your browser, but you've got the Rumble app and you want to watch it or you want to pull it up on your TV, we are on uh, the Rumble Rumble app on Brighteon TV. Just go to Brighteon TV on Rumble. It's so phenomenal. They started my, every day I wake up and they start the stream and I get a notification on my sh on my phone that the Brighteon TV stream has started and I absolutely love it. So whether you have Roku or you want to use Rumble, you can get Brighteon TV everywhere. So stay tuned for Michelle Swinnick. And also remember, we do our shows on the weekends. We do our after show on Friday. You can watch for the whole weekend. We've got two more hours of stuff coming up. So stay tuned to resistancechicks.com. And remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. We love you. Guys, welcome back to Headline News with Resistance Chicks. It's Friday, December 8th, 2023, mm. which means we're going to bring you this week's Headline News. And there's been a lot. There has been a lot. You know, Patriot Gallery just dropped a link that we will save for our after Facebook But tell them what it's program. Tell them what it is. Owen Schroyer out of jail. Early. Now, we heard that a little bird was headed to this prison because this guy literally did nothing, by the way. He Magic is, Mike. I don't know if you guys know who Owen Schroyer is. Owen Schroyer is um, Alex Jones's right-hand guy. Right-hand little dude. He runs the war room. He's literally turned himself into a, mini a little Alex mini Jones. Alex Jones. Even even to the point of changing his inflections and the way he says every man does yes, everything. To drop the voice and make it yeah. really... Yeah, exactly. Mm. But he was wrongfully imprisoned. And not yeah. only that... You know, I think about when you think about solitary confinement, mm -hmm. that's only for like mass murderers. Right. And to protect people from, you know, maybe some other prison people in prison. Well, nobody's going to attack Owen Schroyer in prison. You did it. They put him in solitary confinement because he was a political prisoner. Yes. And he's out early. Because so we have a little the clip speaker from him. of the house was getting ready to go Mike visit Johnson. that prison. Mike Johnson was headed there, and they These can't have that. These prisons shall not and should not be places where political prisoners are abused. And that's what's happening in Washington, D.C., and that's what happened to Owen Troyer. I'm telling you, these are places where political prisoners go to be abused. It's awful. Okay. I don't really have... Any good news? Like, great news? Hang on, wait a minute. Do I have good news this week? I don't know. Okay. Oh, you know what? I'm going to tell you the best news from this week. Okay, tell it. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, go ahead. You don't even know what I'm going to say. I thought you were going to talk about Wednesday. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Wednesday. That's exactly what I was going to say. Was it? Yeah, really. Okay. Truly. Pastor Devonise Ball, mm. who we met at Bars Fest. Yeah. We asked her to come on our Revelation Red Pill mm -hmm. show. She says, can I bring my, my mentor, my spiritual dad, Apostle Greg Davis? We're like, if you, if, if you are recommending him, yes, this is a no-brainer for me. But we had no idea about this dude. No, nothing. No, we actually not have a, to have Devonese back on to talk. She just sat there though, the with a beautiful smile on her face. The comes on my show and starts, and do not stop giving people the punchline. You are, she was trying to tell friends of ours 
about this. And she's like, I'm not going to tell you the punchline. I'm not going to. And then, boom, you're going telling the punchline. I did? Yes, you did. And I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to do it. But you got to watch it. Within the first 20 minutes, I can guarantee you, you will want to stay for the rest. It, so the Brad Cummings interview that we did a few weeks ago, we have heard no end to how amazing that show was. Oh my gosh, Brad Cummings. And we love Brad just as much as everybody else. Brad Cummings, the best episode. You guys, you got to do more Brad Cummings. That, 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 that is the greatest episode ever. This episode that we did with Greg Davis and Devin East literally has topped that. And people are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to watch it multiple times. Well, and, and who it, says that about a three hour show? And it's just two different shows. Yes. So, what I'm saying is if you, I'm trying to give it magnitude. Everybody that's watching now probably saw the Brad Cummings interview and goes, wow, well, if you're saying that it's, that it's, it's at that level, then I got to watch it. It's not. It's a totally different show, though. And it's not the same. Sh no, I'm not. I'm not talking about the type of show. I know, but I'm, I'm letting people about know. Quality. But I'm letting people know. Okay. You'll walk away. It's like it's like watching a romance movie and an action movie. That's okay. good. Right. So you're gonna say this is the best romance movie that ever was. Or this is okay. the best action movie that ever was. Everybody's saying yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Please, I I'm just I'm begging you. I will like pay you. No, you for will. Your own first sake. of all, no, you will not. You can't watch what you say on it's air. Kind of a joke. It is a joke. It's not kind of a joke. No, Lee's not why, sending you money to watch the show. Why don't Why don't we just Why don't you let you, you know? It's not because a joke it's like disclosure. People come and like can't legally, live like Leah. What you're they saying? They will is take that you to jail for lying. They will sue the pants off of you. Okay, this is like putting the the baby on the plastic bags. Who's like, do not put this over your baby's head. I will pay you to watch this video. <laughs> okay, I'll pay you in love and kindness and appreciation. Sherry says, I accept gold and silver. LOL. She does. Amen. Oh, my gosh. All right, man. no, seriously, did you drop the link in there? Well, I can. To watch it. It's on Rumble. You shouldn't have to give you guys the link. You should be very well familiar so with our I got, Rumble channel. I got an email, or I got a text message from a couple that we're going to actually go to their Bible study and speak. And we I need to start advertising for I that. I believe... Do we have an address? So, Tag and Becky, they watch our show. You need to get me an address, and I will put together a flyer for us, for all of us. And we're going to... This is going to be in Indiana. Yeah. And we're well, going to we have... were thinking it was like an in-house Bible study so that we would just show up. And then I get a... I haven't even texted them back. I get a text message, and they're like, it's a heated shop. It's got a bathroom. We're going to feed people. Okay. And basically, they said, and what, whatever you want to do with that. I think they were trying to be humble and be like, you can invite people. But they didn't say that. And so I think they're trying to say, we can go all night long. <clears throat> the Holy Ghost is coming. And the Holy Ghost is showing up. Not the Holy Ghost isn't here, but you know what I mean. So <laughs> in Indiana. Yes. And it's in, it's kind of central, north central Indiana. So you can kind of get some bearings. If you guys want to show up, it's going to be a night of revival. Bring your friends, bring people who need healing. Bring How people about we who need... start with this? Let me find it, the date on the calendar. You want to so find So you guys can mark it off on your calendars. It's like the second week of Hang January, on, I'm isn't it? I'm going to get it right now. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Here we go. This is what I want. Okay, the 13th. 13th. 13th of January. Saturday the 13th. Indiana. Mark it off. Mark it off on Join your calendar. Us. Yes. Yep. Join us. Join us. It's going to be exciting. So, yeah. We're very excited about that. So, we do have... We'd start off with some good news. I just meant news news. All right. So, I have all these fun clips from Tucker and Alex. But guess where we're not going to play them? On Facebook. So, you're going to stick with us. Uh, through uh, the, the rest of the news show. And then we're going to head over to Rumble to talk about two subjects, actually. 
something that's near and dear to my heart that's really bothered me all week is Guy Benson. He is a Fox News host. And he and his partner, I guess they're married. No, they're not. First of all, do not even. We are on Facebook. We can talk what we want. Hang on. No. Boom. This is my boom. Mm -mm, All right? mm -mm. And they paid a woman. Now, I didn't know this was illegal. Okay, okay. So did you know that it's illegal for the woman whose egg it is to carry the baby in surrogacy? So you have to choose another woman's you know, egg oh, to put oh. another woman's egg, 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 egg in your body. So wait a minute. And yes. you know why? Let me tell you why. I'm about to tell you why. Why? Because it's illegal to sell human beings. That's true. You can't sell your baby. So they have to dance around it. Well, it's not really my baby because it was implanted in my body. So it's not really my baby. So either either it should be the traditional surrogacy should be legal, right? Why did they make it illegal? What they would do is they would take a gay couple. Because we sperm. don't have... Do you know if you sell a human being, it's slavery? You know you just can't go buy a kid, though. <laughs> you know that you can't go up to a stranger and say, Can I buy your child? Give me $40,000 for your two-year-old. Oh Why is it you can do it if it's an infant? But you can't, and that's the point. Can I get you? I just go up to somebody. I will give you $50,000. Give me your kid. Just give me your baby. Just give it to me. That's called human trafficking. You can't do that. It's literally, I don't care what your intentions are. You can't do that. That's why we have all this, like, Not adoption things it. to go through hoops and stuff like that. Yes. Right? Because the person, the, the mom on the other end is not supposed to be able to make money mm-hmm. off of the child. Mm-hmm. But the surrogacy is making money off the child. If a mother needs to give a baby up for adoption yes. or or, or um, something bad happens. Yep. Right? Then that is a, a horrible situation. You should never create that situation. you can't sell a child. No, you have to give a child up for adoption. That's you it. can't sell it that's into adoption. It. You can't start making babies and then start selling them, can that's you? That's what I'm and saying. And that's what surrogacy is. You start making, you know what? I'm just going to make babies and sell them. I'm going to make, I'm going to make, I'm a baby factory. Me and my husband, we're just going to make babies and we make babies and you just, here you go, here you go, here you go. You, we have, society has rules for that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? These guys, these gay men are going for Brazilian models. They go through a catalog of what they want. And you know what these gay men say? What's wrong with wanting your child to be beautiful and smart? I'm going to smack them. Because every single person is beautiful the way God created them. And you don't get to Franken baby. Okay? There's no... Eugenics is bad. Oh, my gosh. Well, Well, what do you think people do when they choose a spouse? Well, most people aren't thinking to themselves... Oh, when they meet I a marry spouse, this person because I want my I kids want, to look like this. No, no, because I want my child to be beautiful. Right, exactly. That's sick. That's so, weird. Th- that would be the one-off. You would want your child to be healthy. And heaven help the person that marries you if you're that person. She, then that's pedophilia. Yeah. Because every child is beautiful. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are beautiful in every single way. If you want your child to be hot, you're sick. Oh, dear God. And these gay guys say that's what they say. I want my, I want a hot child. Oh, my gosh. You're a pedophile. Yeah. You're a pedo. Oh 
It's gross. So, Leah, let me tell you what I'm doing right now. What you it doing? It looks like I'm not paying attention, but I am. Okay. So I am grabbing mm. all of the people who entered in for this Friday's drawing for the Founders Bible. Okay. So there's people that got ahead of the game, mm -hmm. and they were like, I want to enter early mm -hmm. for the Founders Bible. Yeah. But if you're watching here, and that was for the people who don't watch the show live. Yeah. Right? Last week's Bibles went out. Last week's. And you know, Sunday said that she got her Bible in the mail. Um, we had two winners that went out. Sunday was purchasing one, um, but we had two winners that went out. So I've mailed three Bibles this mm -hmm. week, and we're gonna uh, we'll do another three we're Bibles. Gonna, so we're gonna do a drawing tonight. Mm -hmm. We're gonna do a drawing on Sunday, mm -hmm. and then next Friday and Sunday we're gonna do drawing. So if you're watching live right now, what I want you to do is go to MassFaith33, or excuse me, go to your email mm -hmm. and fill in MassFaith. That's M-A-S one S Faith. That's Leah's middle name, thirty-three at gmail.com and put your name and your address. Why do we need your address? Because sometimes y'all leave and then I go to email you back and I don't get a response and then I have to pick a second winner. We don't want to do that. So I promise not to keep your address, okay? We are just going to send you the Bible. So send me your name and your address and also if you would like it inscribed if you win by Leah and I, if you want us to sign it. And if you're watching this back, then you can go there right now and you'll, we'll be, you'll be in and just say for Sunday's drawing. So you guys are exactly. Doing a really good so job if you're watching that. live right now, enter for Friday's drawing mm -hmm. right now on the email. If you're watching it back, say I want to enter. Send me an email later and say this is for Sunday's drawing. And if you would like to purchase some for Christmas gifts, then email us there too. And if you want a whole case of them, let me know. That's eight Bibles, and we will we'll try to get you our the the lowest that we can. But if you sent that. me an email this week to be entered in, I've got you. Okay, mm -hmm. I promise you, I've got you. Yeah, I'm getting them all right now. All right, so here we have a very interesting story we kind of talked about a little bit on our Bridie on Show. And if you're not watching that, you can watch it on Rumble, on Bridie on Rumble uh, at 6 o'clock. The presidents of Harvard, MIT, and Penn, this is from Bill Ackman, he's explaining a situation that happened this week, were all asked the following question under oath uh, at a congressional hearing this week about anti-Semitism. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate your university's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying or harassment? The answers they gave reflect on the profound moral bankruptcy of Presidents Gay, McGill, and Kornbluh. You know what? These are really weird last names. Kornbluh. Kornbluh. That's awesome. Kornbluh. Representative Elise Stefanik, who is fire, by the way, was so shocked with the answers that she asked each of them the same question over and over again. And they gave the same answer over and over again. In short, they said, it depends on the context and whether the speech turns into conduct that is actually killing Jews. Weird. This could be the most extraordinary testimony ever elicited in Congress, certainly on the topic of genocide, which to remind us all is this, okay? Let's, oftentimes we have confusion on the definition of terms. It's true. So let's just go with the definition of genocide, which is the deliberate killing of a large number of people from a particular nation or ethnic group with the aim of destroying that whole nation or group. Wow. The president's answers reflect the profound educational, moral, and ethical failures that pervade certain of our elite educational institutions, due in large part for their other failed leadership. Now, remember, when they were questioned on anti-Semitism, they weren't questioned on anti-Israel, okay, which would be a whole nation. Yeah. It was just anti-Semitism, all Jews in general. Is calling for the genocide, complete annihilation of Jews, considered... Um, conduct that is um does it does it violate your code of conduct okay i remember when i went to rainbow bible, Tra rainbow bible training center you weren't allowed to do social dancing you couldn't smoke 
you couldn't drink, and you yeah. could not have your skirt above your knee. Yes. Now, those are just slight, tiny, little moral things. Mm-hmm. Calling for the complete ethnic wiping, wiping out of a complete ethnic group yeah. or a nation is should be tantamount to ma- to probably violating a code of conduct. Yes. We don't act that. You know what? We don't act that way here. You know what? If you're going to be a student here, you you can't. They fire. Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. for saying that men are men and women are women lost his psychology license, his they license because he conduct. said okay. women I- and men are born and you cannot be changed. You cannot change yes. your gender. Now, he didn't call for the violence against anyone. He didn't say that all transgender people should be wiped out and genocide. And you know what? I would understand if he called for the genocide of transgenders and that he would lose his license. Yeah. This is where we, this is where we were talking about how there are far, far people on people. We call them far righty fringy people who are weird and they comment on bit shoot and they really hate Jews. They really hate Israel. And I don't like them and they bother me. And so I don't read the comments on bit shoot now. And they used to be on, on YouTube and I don't know what happened there. I don't, I don't know if they're so loud. They're not. So now you have the left who really, really, really wants the right to be anti-Semitic. <clears throat> because they want to call them white supremacists. Yes. So Tag is actually in the chat. Oh, did he put For, his address in there? I don't know. Tag, we do, we're going to need an address. I'm going to put together a flyer for the event in January. But if you so want to go and know. put the address in the chat tag for Indiana. we're gonna January 13th. For the revival. Revive us. Oh. We're calling it. It was just supposed to be like a little home church kind of meeting. Yeah, it's it's going to be a revival. Yeah. So it's very strange because now you have these two parts that that kind of the 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 right does not claim these people. I don't. Okay, but the left is claiming these people. Yeah. The presidents of Harvard, oh, he MIT, did put the address. Thank and you, Sherry. and Penn. Thank you, Sherry. Are all claiming there's people, but here's the thing with Harvard now. There's a guy who, was, who gave them a, a, an endowment. I guess it's a, it's a gift of $100 million, but I guess you can kind of call it back. And he wants his money back. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know that you can call it back. It's a gift that he wants his gift. He wants his gift back. I don't think you could do that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, to think that these leaders of Ivy League institutions that are charged with the responsibility to educate our best and brightest, they've been doing horrible things for a while. This is just, this to me is great because this is when the left is calling out the left. Mm. And I'm just sitting here like this. Let's Mm. play this clip. Can we play this clip? We sure can. It was a masterclass of how our government and democracy should operate. We're going to watch Elise Stefanik here. MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment? Yes or no? If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context, when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated as harassment if pervasive and severe. 
Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I, I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your if testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if the, yes speech or becomes, no. if the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment, yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm gonna give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes. And Dr. Gay, at Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual, targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When it and is it anti-Semitic rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct and we do take action. So the answer is yes that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. I love that so much. So wow. what's amazing is you see the people laughing, and, and that chick there at, the, at the, the head of the committee, I forget her name, but she's like one of the oldest, like, based... Republican ladies. <laughs> she's just laughing. They're Mrs. laughing. Mrs. Fox. Mrs. Fox. That's thank you. But here's the funny thing is that they're laughing because they know the sound like they just got. I know. They're like, it's oh my so gosh, bad. they walked into the trap. Oh my gosh. They walked into the trap, Michelle. Yes. They literally walked into the trap. We set the trap and we didn't know. We, you go into these hearings and you never know if they were going to walk into the trap. Oh Usually gosh. they don't walk into the trap. They walk around the trap. The trap gets set off and there's nothing in it. You know what they did, though? They, they actually planted it into the trap. You know they did not face plant? You know what they did? They were like little kids in a puddle. I'm just going to jump both feet in. And then once you're in it and now you're muddy and you're yucky, you're going, I don't know that I really wanted to do that. It was impulsive. They thought that they were trying to be really... I don't know, savvy with their answers, and they really just ended up eating a pile of poo. So um, here's the deal. Full stop commercial break, though. Okay. Nana Yaffa in the chat. Today's her birthday. 
Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Nani Yaffa. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. She says, today is my birthday, and it is also the, it's Hanukkah, and it is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. It's a busy day. It is a busy day. Busy day. Happy birthday. I just bless you, and I bless this next year, and I just pray that it is so full of the Holy Spirit and that God pours out his abundance on you in such an amazing and phenomenal mm. way, and I'm so glad that you are a part of our Resistance Chicks family. She says, Love I sent it. an email last week to the wrong email address. I changed my contact info, so hopefully you got it. My husband is very interested in the Founder's Bible, which is huge because he usually just listens. Oh, fantastic. That is awesome. All right. That's great. If you guys need one, hit me up. All right. Don't forget to, to sign up for the, the drawing tonight. Michelle, There's I have a few more clips here. If you could go backwards. Of Elise. Um, of this hearing. Okay. Yeah. I have a few more clips Let's here. Let's go. You can just go um, like just this way. There you go. Yeah, you can just go okay. right. And that was the one we just played. So go one. Left. Well, no, we just played this one. Is you have it up twice? I do. Okay. Yeah, I have so that. We close twice. this one. We can close this one. Yeah. Go here. Then you can play this one. Yeah. Okay. Let's get ready to roll. Doctor Gay, did anyone contact you about flying the Israeli flag over Harvard Yard? Yes. And the decision was made not to allow the flag to be flown over Harvard Yard? It's been standard protocol at the university for years to only fly the American flag unless we have a visiting dignitary. Uh, so the decision was made to allow the Ukraine flag to be flown over Harvard Yard? That was a decision that was made by my predecessor as an exception to a long-standing rule. So it was an exception. So you made an exception for the Ukrainian flag, but not the... The university made an exception for the Ukrainian flag, but not the Israeli flag. That was a choice made by my predecessor. Dr. Gay, did anyone contact you about... Wow. That was a choice made by my predecessor, but actually, in reality, yes, we flew the Ukraine flag, but we don't think that what's happening in Israel and Palestine is like that. So, no, we are not going to allow you to fly your flag. But because if you were talking to yeah. a prospective uh, student's family, a, Jew a Jewish student's family, right now, could you look them in the eye and tell them that their son or daughter would be safe and feel safe and welcome on your campus? We are absolutely committed to student safety. And yes, but I didn't ask that every... question about your commitment. I said, could you look them in the eye right now, the family of a prospective Jewish student, and assure them that their son or daughter would feel safe and welcome on your campus? We are taking every step to ensure their physical and their psychological safety. So yes or no and to my question, though. Did that. you want to answer it? I guess I not. I answered your question. She no, did not answer the question. Will they be safe? No, we'll, make, we'll try to make sure that they're safe. But no, they're, doesn't, they're not safe. Now, here, uh, here is a, a Elise cornering her on $1.5 billion in funding that Harvard has received from foreign entities and governments for its Middle East Studies Department. And that is why the, the, from Muslims. Uh -huh. Harvard receives funding from foreign entities and governments which support its Middle East Studies Department, correct? We receive funding from a variety of sources because we have alumni from all over the world. But that is correct, right? The Middle Eastern Studies Department? We receive funding from various sources. It's a yes sources. or no. Are you not aware where the Middle Eastern Studies Department receives funding? We receive funding from various sources. I am asking sources. you a yes or no question. You are under oath in front of the United States Congress. You are giving lip service provided your attorneys. It's a yes or no question. 
Harvard receives funding from foreign entities and governments which support its Middle Eastern Studies Department, correct? We have alumni all over the world, and we benefit so the from answer's their correct. and their yes. philanthropy. Yes, the answer is correct. We receive support from and our alumni from all over the and world, that support, from individuals. And what amount of support is that reported to the federal government? I'd have to actually look at our filings. You I, don't know? As the president of the university, you don't know? Not that particular number. It's no, $1.5 billion over the past three years. Are you aware of that? I don't know if that is the correct number, but that's the number you've shared. Has Harvard reported all Regular of order. the federal... Oh, my time. <laughs> Who is paying you? Who is, is there paying another you? One? No, that's it. Okay. 1.5 billion. Billion Not with a B. Billiana. 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 Billiania. Okay, so Harvard's president, Cotting Gay, the chick on the right there, on the left, the the the, the black the lady, bald there, lady. She has apologized. She she said. Um, I'm so sorry. She said, I got caught up in what had become at that point an extended combative exchange about policies and procedures. I failed to convey what is my truth. It makes me sad. What is your truth, Miss Gay? I failed to convey my truth. First of all, what, and I don't as know the that president of the university. No, 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 no. Your Sh truth. Thank you. You are there to represent an entire university. You are not there to present your truth. This is ridiculous. No, and I think that somebody brought up the um, oh DEI. Women, women, stop it. I am so sick to death of these stupid, silly women. She is my literally truth. one of these silly women the Bible talks about. Oh, my yes. truth. Your yeah. truth. Oh, my God. Yeah, you've got the, uh, the DEI training. Um, Diversity, in, in equity, inclusion. Mm -hmm. Okay, we don't need this one, right? Um, no, the house is, is investigating, the house is investigating the, uh, these, the, the house committee on education and the workforce announced an investigation into Harvard, uh, Penn and MIT over rampant anti-Semitism. Following the testimony from the presidents of all three institutions, the AP is reporting that, uh, Gay and McGill's testimony have drawn intense national backlash as have similar responses from the president of MIT, who also testified before the Republican led house education and workforce committee on Tuesday, donors and members of Congress in both parties have called for their resignation. Uh, lawyers for their, for a major donor of Penn, Ross Stevens wrote to Penn's general counsel on Thursday and threatened to withdraw a gift. I guess it was Penn. I know that their Harvard University is having a, having meltdowns too. Uh, a gift valued at a hundred million because of the university's stance on anti-Semitism on campus, unless President uh, Liz McGall is replaced. Wow, that's awesome. So it, uh, this is a very interesting walk to watch the left eat itself. It's kind of um, I don't know. I don't enjoy watching boxing. Right. I don't want. I don't watch MMA. I don't like mi mixed martial arts. I don't like watching that. But that was satisfying. That was really satisfying. All right. I so I want you to bring up Bill Maher here because he is. He kind of is talking about what's happening at the left eating itself. If you're a part of today's woke revolution, which is what they are, and um, their whole DEI, I think. I think it was Penn's DEI. They've got um, a faculty. They got like 20 members of it, okay. and they all have the them. They're there, no, he, her, pronouns. And some, one person was like, didn't even list their pronouns. <laughs> I am pronounless. No. Okay, no, but that makes sense. 
Oh, wait a minute. No, everybody has a pronoun, so that's so stupid. You have to say, okay, yeah. you have to, when you're talking about how a person did and something, she went to the store Just today. Just always say my name. Say my name. Say my name. And finally, new rule. If you're part of today's woke revolution, you need to study the part of revolutions where they spin out of control because the revolutionaries get so drunk on their own purifying elixir, they imagine they can reinvent the very nature of human beings. <laughs> communists, communists thought selfishness, selfishness could be cast out of human nature. Russian revolutionaries spoke of the new Soviet man who wasn't motivated by self-interest, but instead wanted to be part of a collective. No, it turns out he wanted to be on a yacht in a Gucci tracksuit holding a vodka and a prostitute. <laughs> not standing in line all day for a potato. <laughs> the problem with communism and with some very recent ideologies here at home is that they think you can change reality by screaming at it, that you can bend human nature by holding your breath, but that's the difference between reality and your mommy. <laughs> Lincoln once said that you can repeal all past history, but you still cannot repeal human nature. But he's canceled now, so fuck him. Yesterday, I asked ChatGPT, are there any similarities between today's woke revolution and Chairman Mao's cultural revolution of the 1960s? And it wrote back, how long do you have? <laughs> because again, in China, we saw how a revolutionary thought he could do a page one rewrite of humans. Mao ordered his citizens to throw off the four olds old thinking, old culture, old customs, and old habits. So, um, your whole life went in the garbage overnight, no biggie. And those who resisted were attacked by an army of purifiers called the Red Guard, who went around the country putting dunce caps on people. Yeah, who didn't take to being a new kind of mortal being. A lot of pointing and shaming went on. Oh, and about a million dead. And the only way to survive was to plead insanity for the crime of being insufficiently radical, then apologize and thank the state for the chance to see what a piece of shit you are. And of course, submit to re-education, or as we call it here in America, freshman orientation. <laughs> Listen to this story. There's a law professor at the University of Illinois, Chicago, named Jason Kilborn, whose crime was that on one of his exams, he used a hypothetical case where a black female worker sued her employer for race and gender discrimination, alleging that managers had called her two slur words, the type of real-world case these students might one day confront. And knowing the extreme sensitivity of today's students, he didn't write the two taboo words on the test, just the first letter of each. He was teaching his students how to fight racism in the place where it matters most, the criminal justice system. But because he merely alluded to those words, again, in the service of a good cause, he was banned from campus, placed on indefinite leave, and made to wear the dunce cap. <laughs> No, not really the dunce cap part, but, but our American version of that. Eight weeks of sensitivity training, weekly 90-minute sessions with a diversity trainer, 
and having to write five self-reflection papers. A grown-ass man, a liberal law professor. If you can't see the similarities between that and this, the person who need, needs re-education is you. Here you have Bill Maher, and I believe he's an atheist of Jewish descent. Um, and it's just an interesting dynamic that you have here. But I do ha I want to show you guys. Um, I think it is. Um, it's real Chris Yafaro here. If I can find it. Over. It's number 12. There it is. Okay. All right. So I'm going to bring these up. This is actually Princeton. Their diversity. So the dean for diversity and inclusion is she, her, hers. The assistant director of gender sexuality is they, them. His his name, their name, them, them name. Just say his. I'm, wait. Okay, fine. I'm going with it. it. They their pronouns aren't. They don't see. She is using she, her, hers, but she they don't put they, them, theirs. So we just have to say they or them. So them's, <laughs> them's <laughs> pronouns, they's pronouns are they them. Do you understand? Yeah. Now, I, this, is a, this is interesting to me. This woman's the, the assistant dean of diversity. Her name is Erica, but her pronouns are she, her, Ella. What even is that? Is this a, like a frozen fantasy? Oh, I guess that's got to be it. Yeah. Um. April here is she, they. Now that's confusing because she doesn't want, if she has her lunch, it's not her, I'm sorry. It's she and they's lunch. We are legion. <laughs> like there no. is, when you go to they and you are a single person, yeah. okay? You're getting a little out there. They, that the, the, I understand Here's the problem. English is a very kind of varied language. Mm -hmm. So we know that you can use they in a singular. Yeah, but it's not often. But you do. Like it's their very lunch specific. Oh, she left her lunchbox, so that's their lunchbox. I've done that before. Here they come. You know, oh here Michelle's comes. Oh, here they come. You know, I've used that before. But but if she doesn't have a her and or a there. How does she respond to something that belongs to her? This is they cat. This is she cat. Like there is no, there is, there, the, what do you call those participles or something? Okay. She doesn't have the, 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 the possessive participle. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what I'm saying. All right. Grace here is they, he. Now that one's pretty confusing and it's backwards. Very interesting. They, they want to be called they more, I believe, than he. Wow. Hi. They went, that one, uh, okay, now, Tanel, she, her, her, simple, thank you, Tanel. Okay. Jess here, no pronouns, please use my name. Now, so, this is Jess's lunchbox, Jess went here, Jess went there. Um, That's actually the easiest to follow. But you have to remember her name. You'd have to remember Because I always Jess's say name. she and her a you lot when I don't remember, remember the name or he Jess's or them. Name. Now, um, then we have MJ here, who is interesting. Clearly a dude. She, her, hers. And um, 
the last one has no pronouns here. Position vacant. Okay, so she hers. So that this is this is a very interesting world of pronoun world. I'm not we doing it. Here. I'm not doing it now. Michelle and Matt and I went to a parade. And we saw this horse-drawn oh, carriage parade so last great. Saturday, and it was so fun. Um, it was absolutely fun. You guys can watch some clips of that. We we actually recorded all of the carriages, so you can find that on Rumble and on Facebook and everywhere else. And we went around to some Facebook? shops. It's on Facebook. I doubt it's on Facebook. Okay. We went around to some shops. And there was a foreign, like, exchange student. You could tell he was, like, from... He Germany. Was, he was white. Um, you could tell he was he from had Germany. He had an accent. Um, he, but he spoke very good English. And so he's obviously talking Probably about to... Probably 15, if I had to He's guess. talking to the, the, the woman I'm, that, that I'm guessing is hosting him. Sure. And he's saying it's very confusing, okay, because... There's no rhyme or reason to how the pronouns work. You just have to remember them. It's just pure memorization is what he said. It's just so confusing. And so here this kid is. Obviously, it hasn't sunk in over there in Europe. Right. It's not there in Germany or wherever this is yet. Okay, this poor kid getting... These parents are thinking that you're going to get this great cultural exchange and you're going to daggum Cincinnati, Ohio area... And they're and they're dunking you into our our sludge of diversity, equity, inclusion, and my apologies to you, and on behalf of my whole country, because it's just absolutely crazy. Speaking of crazy, and we played um, more clips from Vivek Ramaswamy this week, which were fantastic. But I want to play this one where he lays into Nikki Haley at the debate, and I have it right here. Okay, is this right? No. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's actually up. I, I sent it to, I downloaded it, and I sent it to Brideon. Um, let me see if I can, I got I to gotta get, I got to make Is sure it the I one have... that I played for the show? For yes. the intro? Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. we can just pull it up here. Hang on. Okay. Let's just do this. Right here. Mm-hmm. So, Vivek, go ahead, cornered her. We're going to about to disappear in a second. Okay, go, go, play it. I want to say one thing about the tie to Ukraine, go if ahead. I may. So foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom. I want everybody at home to know that I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden who still support this what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the UN and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's a puppet masters right there. The donors, the donors right there that are playing her like the puppet okay, masters. Hold on, hold on. She literally had the blankest stare on her face. Like, she was like so crestfallen. Her face like, was like all red. So I have another clip from, from um, the one that you just saw, the one you had up. So Megan Kelly was asking questions. And the question was, who's funding you?
You left government service in 2018 with just $100,000 in the bank. Five years later, you're reportedly worth $8 million, thanks to lucrative corporate speeches and board memberships like you had with Boeing. Weeks ago, you met with Wall Street heavyweights, including leaders from J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, and BlackRock. Several other billionaire investors are reportedly ready to endorse you, or recently have, all of which comes with expectations. Aren't you too tight with the banks and the billionaires to win over the GOP's working class base, which mostly wants to break the system, not elect someone beholden to it? Well, thank you. It's great to be here. You know, first I'll tell you, um, just to respond to Ron, I, he continues to lie about my record. I actually said his don't say gay bill didn't go far enough because it only talked about gender until the third grade. And I said it shouldn't be done at all, that that's for parents to talk about. It shouldn't be talked about with schools. In reference to donors coming on board, look, we will take support from anybody we can take support from. Ah, ha. We will take support. And from you know what? That is a true from. statement. She was telling the truth, not a lie. I've got one more Nikki Haley clip. This is highly disconcerting. Nikki Haley says that parents should be able to let their 12-year-old child get a sex operation. She keeps saying that she says she's pro-life. But the, the left says that um, a decision to abort a baby should be left between the doctor and the mother. She is saying that the decision to transition and cut child's genitalia off should be left to the, in the, in the, into the hands of the parent. Uh, Madam Ambassador, another question is what care should be on the table when a 12-year-old child in this country assigned female at birth says, actually, I feel more comfortable living as a boy. What should the law allow the response to be? Well, I think the law should stay out of it, and I think parents should handle it. Uh, Madam Ambassador. Wait, no, that's not how this the works. The answer is that nobody gets to cut off the genitals of children, Nikki. No, That's the same argument for the left and pro-choice, that parents should handle it. Do you know we have child protective services because parents cannot always, and I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for child protective services at all, but uh, we're actually going to start to make a transition right now because we're going to talk about surrogacy and we're going to talk about this gay couple. Um, and we're going to go into so a lot reminder, of- So here's what we're going to do because okay. we're about to, if you guys are watching on Facebook mm-hmm. and we love you all so much. You need to now jump over to Rumble because we're saying goodbye to the book facers. Okay. But before you go, if you're watching, I've just dropped the, the link in the chat. Before you go, reminder, we are doing a drawing every week now until like Christmas, I think. Um, or, well, this week and so we're giving away four more total. Okay. The Founder's Bible. It is so phenomenal. The stuff that is in here, the Bill of Rights is in here, the Constitution, uh, the Declaration. And as you're reading throughout, they, uh, our, our dear friend Brad Cummings and David Barton of Wall Builders, they put this Bible together um, to, to be able to instruct people in the ways of our founding fathers. It's been totally lied and smeared that our founding fathers were not godly people. History is God's providence in human affairs, and it is a part of it to triumph over error and to assign to the actors in great evidence events their proper places. Throughout, you literally will learn all about our founding fathers and how they relied on God to create our nation. So I want you guys to go to... Um, 
the email to your email right now. Go to your email, put in massfaith, M-A-S-F-A-I-T-H 33 at gmail.com and send us an email with your address and whether you want us to inscribe it if you win. And tonight at the end of the night, we will do a drawing. We're going to do that again on Sunday. So if you're watching this back, then just send me an email and put Sunday's drawing with all of the same exact information. And then we will be doing the same thing next Friday. You can only win once, but you can enter every single time we do a drawing. Yeah. Okay. So very, very excited about and that. But if you, if you want to purchase a Founders Bible. You can get it from us or you can go to thefoundersbible.com thefoundersbible.com and use promo code RESISTANCECHICKS. Now, if you want them from, uh, if you want them inscribed, you can get them from us. Otherwise, go to thefoundersbible.com. Um, the, 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 with the shipping, it's a, it's about the same um, with the promo code on Founders Bible. Ours might be a little cheaper. Go ahead. I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. But I did just say her name, so now I gotta do it. I'm sorry, don't get mad at me. Sherry mm -hmm. is gonna send Nana Yaffa a Bible for her birthday. So Nana Yaffa, you're getting a Bible for your birthday. She sent me, Sherry sent me a text message and said, please, and I said, can I say this on air? But she hasn't gotten back with me yet and I wanted to tell everybody. So I just did. Don't tell me secrets, don't do it. Okay, you'll still get your blessing because I know it says don't let the right hand know what the left hand's doing and all that. So Nana Yaffa, oh happy gosh. birthday. You're getting the Founders Bible. Yeah, but you know what's so cool is that um, St Stacy and Sam oh, wanted so to cool. get a Bible for Subby. somebody else in the chat. Subby last week that and won. She won. And she won. she won. They literally sent me messages. And they were like, please send Subby a Bible for us. Because, yeah. But Subby ended up winning. So that's oh so gosh. awesome. Oh, Nanny Yaffa says, sorry, Michelle, I'm crafting. <laughs> it's okay. I said it anyway. So... Nana, yeah. So, so essentially, I'm doing two Bibles because Sherry's gonna so, pay for one. So, awesome. but Nana's been entering, so we have our address. We have your address. Yes, you're gonna, you're getting a Bible. You're getting a Bible. You're getting a Bible. I feel like Oprah. I will let you guys know if you want to donate for us to give away Bibles, we can give away more. The 100%. reason we are giving away these six is because we got a donation for it. It's because we got a donation for it. Yes, and we're very excited about this. Yes. Okay. So, speaking of that, before Facebook goes, I have so much good news for you. Okay. So, I made an order for Christmas for my own friends and family from OBE, and I was making the order, and I was purchasing them, and I used my own promo code, Resistance Chicks, and oh, is it both Resistance Chicks? It's RC. It's RC. 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 Like the drink, and. 10% came off. And I was like, I texted Vicky. I was like, Vicky, did you raise the discount from 5% to 10% for just December? Or is this permanent? And she goes, I think I might've forgot to tell you guys. Yes, we raised it. You guys, the promo code is now 10%. It's huge. It's so, I'm so excited. So I brought down some of my favorite products. You guys can think about getting this for your friends and family. So if you have people who have oh, Let me muscle smell problems, I can't. The, the therapeutic Rub is intense and it's powerful and it's not just menthol. Um, it's got so, um, it's got essential oils in it that help. I I have to tell them though. Tell them. I have to tell them. Tell them. This flawless face serum. Yes. Okay. This <laughs> that you use night and day. You use it night it's and day. It's a tiny drop right it's here. Literally, we right ran here, out right here, right here about three weeks ago. Yeah. And we have not ordered it since. Right. And. I am panicking because I thought I'm going to be totally fine without it. And then all these wrinkles started coming back around my eyes again. And I'm like, oh, I, it's just essential oils. It's organic. It's, but not it's, like, it's not like you're getting Botox or anything chemically. It's just essential oils that's moisturizing this area around the eyes. You can use it right here. You can use it all over your whole face. And I, I could not... I, 
I could not order it fast enough. I was like, last night I was like, we are making that order. And so we ordered a bunch of stuff for Christmas presents. So go to organicbodyessentials.com, use promo code RC, you'll get 10% off. But except if, for on the packages. The packages are already packages. super discounted. Yes, exactly. The individual, 10% but off the as individual As far as stuff. the pack packages go, the best deal uh, that I've found is the Flawless face serum with the silky smooth face scrub and then the mask and if you want to give uh like a spa day to your to your grandma to your mom yeah. uh you can send them to your spa to, to the spa it's like 100 bucks okay yeah. but or you could have a spa day for them for like two months yes okay and they could do that and actually if you don't do, if you use it as much as we do it'll last you two or three months so, so the um the supreme sugar scrub the body scrub right here this is it's a pretty big container. I had Matt use it. We had Matt use it last and night. And he's like, what is this? It was awesome. Men can use it. Here's you guys. Here you guys. Go ahead and give your your men a spa day. Let them feel the amazingness. Let them go ahead and and do it and do it with your kids here and, and have it's like really a day fun. for your just a girl day. And like spend a hundred bucks, do a girl day, have all your girls over, put all the mask on and, and even your guys, scrub it all up and then, and, and, and finish this. And I guarantee you, I'm telling you, you'll feel so good. And you know what else? Vicky's a Christian. You'll be supporting her. You'll be supporting us. And you'll be, there's no chemicals in any of these products. So they're all organic, the highest, highest yeah. quality guys, you know, for six years, we didn't advertise a daggum thing on our show. I'm not. And Vicky came to us and she I was use like, this every day. She came to us and she's like, just try my products and just see. And when we I did, you... we were like, oh, shoot. It's so, so, so totally worth And it. I have last year the Extreme Face Cream. This is what we've been using instead. Obviously, it doesn't do the um, the wrinkles as, as, well, as well. No, But it moisturizes. Oh, it totally does and a great job. it feels amazing. So I love the Extreme Face Cream, which is what I'm using um, right now. So super awesome. All right, Facebook. Goodbye. Adios. Goodbye. Good so Leah, bye. tell them we're going to play clips from Alex Jones. Mm -hmm. We're going to play a clip from Owen Schroyer, who got out of jail today. Oh, play that first. Play that kind you, of our you, commercial break. You can play that on Facebook? I thought we were saying goodbye to Facebook. Right, we are. Okay. Yeah, you said play that first. Like, play that first before I no, say goodbye. No, I meant okay. when we say goodbye to All right, Facebook, we love y'all. Adios. Okay, yeah, let's play Okay, Owen's so if you guys didn't know, here. Owen Schroyer is Alex Jones' right-hand guy. He was wrongfully imprisoned. And mom just sent me this clip. I don't know exactly what's in it, but I do know that uh, he was let out early because I guess Speaker Johnson was going to go and investigate the prison that they were keeping him like a prisoner in solitary confinement. So I want to see this. I am. I'm watching this clip with you guys. I'm kind of excited. Um, I'm happy. I've like been praying for the guy. I know, right? I put him in solitary confinement. I can't even. He didn't do anything. He literally did not do anything. Gentlemen, friends, and family, Owen Schroyer here, and yes, it's official. I have been released from federal prison, and uh, man, do I have a lot of stories to tell. And obviously, I will be telling you these stories over the course of the coming days. There are a lot of big and fun interviews that I have coming up. I will be making another statement later today as well on the Alex Jones Show. And we got a lot of exciting stuff in the very near future. But I just want to take this time to thank everybody for your prayers. Thank everybody for all the mail and the books that you sent me. I was able to read 15 books in my 47 days in prison. The majority of my time spent in lockdown, if you can believe that. But I believe God wanted me to have this experience 
I had to see the full prison experience because I learned a lot and I've realized that there's some things that we've been missing when it comes to fixing our country. And so I'm gonna be talking a lot about that. But there was one particular Bible verse that stuck out to me when Paul and Silas were imprisoned and they talked about praying. And the prayers shook the foundations and caused an earthquake that caused the prison doors to be open so that they could get out. And I believe that happened to me not only once, but twice. Your prayers shook the prison doors open so that I got out of the special housing unit known as the shoe on the inside or confinement is the prison inside the prison. And then your prayers once again caused the earthquake that opened the prison doors for me to be released today after serving 47 days of my 60 days. I will tell you, freedom is great. The one thing I learned immediately, never take anything in your life for granted because you never know when it can all be ripped away from you. But the fresh air, the open world, I'm back and I'm ready to go. Oh, that's so great. I have goosebumps. You know what I would say to this, and I, and I hope that this comes across well-received. I think that Owen need, needed this a little bit um, because when whenever you have a prison-type experience, I mean, look at Scott Kesterson. As soon as he spent 17 days in jail and came out a completely transformed man, we wouldn't even have Bards FM if he hadn't gone to jail. Mm -hmm. Right? And so I'm thinking he immediately, the fruit is in the pudding. Mm -hmm. Get it? The proof. The fruit is in the pudding. Owen comes out and what is he talking about immediately? The power of prayer, scripture. That means that while he was there, Owen was talking to God, right? What else are you gonna do in solitary confinement? There's no one else to talk to. If you start talking to yourself, you're going crazy. Mm -hmm. So you talk to God and you draw, and when you draw near to God, he draw, draws near to you. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited. Patriot Gallery, thank you for that clip. Really, really good. All right, so let's talk Turkey about gay segregation gay men and surrogacy so if you would bring up onto the right and you can close out um some if you want this is ben zeis loft and um this is con conservative commentator guy benson he's a he's a commenter on fox news and his quote-unquote husband have now rented a womb to acquire a baby uh, a move which Dave Rubin and his quote-unquote husband... Now, remember, you guys, the word husband and the word wife is not something that is a singular term. It requires an equal and opposite term. Yeah. So you're only a husband if you have a wife. You're only a wife... If you have a husband, there's no such thing as two husbands or two wives. The term the other thing qualifies your title. Exactly. Okay. If you have a key, it's just a piece of metal unless it goes into a lock. Come on and preach. A lock is not a lock if it's just, if it doesn't open and close. Okay. If it doesn't have some sort of key to open it. So it's not a lock, it's something else. If it doesn't open and close, it's called 
It's a lock for a reason. Otherwise, it's just sealed shut. Right? Right. If you can if it's if something is locked, it means it can open. Yes. If somebody is a husband, it means they have a wife. Right. If somebody that's why when you divorce, you have an ex-wife or an ex-husband. And that's why when your spouse dies, you say, My former husband. My husband was. Not my husband is. Because that person is not here anymore. Your qualifier of who you are is gone. You are now a widower or a widow. Okay? I hate to tell you this, but when your spouse dies, you're no longer married. Mm. You know that? Right. You're not married anymore. Right. You don't have to get a divorce. No. And you're literally not married. Right. So you need an opposite person your husband or your wife to and it, it that's what my whole point is if if your spouse if you if if it if you're not married when your spouse dies right that means that it's not a singular thing that it has to be something that requires a second person if you're not married when your spouse dies you don't have a spouse if you're not married that's what i'm saying if if you're unmarried now when you're now that your spouse is dead oh okay i get you okay okay you're not you're not a married person anymore right you're not a married person. I mean, I don't think people think about that very much. Right. You're no longer married. Right. That's why when Paul says you're free to marry if your spouse dies, you yeah. know, you're not married anymore. Yeah. Okay. So marriage in and of itself requires, it, it literally requires a second person. It can't be by yourself. It's not but a single thing. But it requires thing. The, the opposite. It requires something beyond who you are. Yes. Something opposite from who you are. Right. Okay. Um, and, and that's kind of the essence of marriage and it doesn't make sense. It's gay marriage doesn't make sense. It, it, it is nonsensical. So both Dave Rubin and this, this particular partnership here, you can be a partner, you can be a business partner, you can be a partner in life. Okay. Um, but, um, they rented a womb. Now this is very interesting. What I didn't know until I watched an interview with, uh, Ali Best Sucky, uh, uh, Sucky with a young uh, girl who was born out of surrogacy the, mm. the a traditional way. Yeah. It's illegal to, to actually have a surrogate, which is a person carrying your baby, another baby that's not theirs, um, for the surrogate to ha to donate the egg themselves. What you mean is, you wouldn't be donating your egg, you'd just be getting pregnant, by the mm -hmm. way. Um, what she means is you cannot sell a child or yourself. No, you or are your... donating the egg because the egg has to come out and be fertilized and be put back in you. Okay, I guess you're right. You That's are. A good point. I mean, you're donating your egg to them to you're another right. couple. That's a good the point. egg comes out. It's a very painful process. I guess. Yes. So the egg has to come out. It has to be artificially inseminated and then placed back into you. Yeah. Even if you're if you're don if you're the egg donor. Right. Right. You're not just getting pregnant. It's a big giant procedure. But then, so this this poses a lot of questions that I have. All right. So let me just ask you this for like for real for real. Okay. Don't because I wouldn't want you to ask for fake for fake. The moral lines here that are being drawn. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> you can have a sperm donor. So yeah. you're saying, it, it, you're not making any sense, Leah. Dave Rubin could donate the sperm to the surrogate and she could turkey base this puppy and hope to get pregnant and just wait and keep doing the turkey baster thing. That's literally how they do this. You're right. And get pregnant. So that, that's what I'm that saying. There's two different ways to do this. But what you're saying is that if you do it that way, you can't charge. You would just have to be a surrogate for free. But I as don't soon even as think you're allowed to do no, that you can. anymore. I think you can. I think, you, oh yeah. 
Yeah, you can because but you have can. to keep the baby. But the woman has to keep the baby. I don't think so. I don't think because you can be a surrogate for free for 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 people all the time. No, you can't do it with your own egg. That's what I just heard on Ali Bestucky. Can't be your own egg. I think that's only if there's a purchase, if there's a payment, if money is exchanging hands, because they can't stop you from giving up your child no. to yes. somebody. I don't think that they can. I don't know. I think it's the. I think that the issue that comes into play is if there is money exchanging for the service of being a surrogate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Other than that, that you they can't stop you from doing anything. You mm -hmm. can give up your child to whoever you want to give up your child to. Okay. Right? And you can turkey baste from whoever sperm you want to turkey baste. Uh, there are three states where compensated surrogacy is not legal. Michigan, Nebraska, and Louisiana. Okay. So that's compensated, comp compensated uh, surrogacy in general. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so the idea that these laws even need to be on the books. I know. To start with, poses a whole another host of issues. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am so against so much of this. So wait, there's you're starting to play God at this point, you know, and it, this goes back biblically speaking, it's wrong. We see what happened with um, Rachel and Leah and Sarah. God is not about surrogacy. I'm sorry. I, and so when you take it the next step to then say, now we're going to have a homosexual couple, it's, it's literally quadruply wrong. And an abomination before God. An absolute abomination okay, before so God. Okay, so here we have, uh, while gestational surrogacy is more commonly used method of surrogacy today, intended parents and surrogates may still have the option of completing a traditional, that's what they call it, traditional surrogacy, where the surrogate uses her own egg in the implanted embryo. However, traditional surrogacy, even without compensation, is outlawed in many states. Wow. That's so you'll need to check with a lawyer if you're considering oh this kind gosh. of surrogacy. Oh, my God. American surrogacy only handles gestational surrogacies where let, let's read what that means. Uh, this is all strange. But what I'm saying is Wait, I actually am I not just... opposed to the fact that it's illegal. No, gestational surrogacy in which the surrogate is not related to the child she is carrying is the most common type of surrogacy today. I did not know this, by the way. While gestational surrogacy statistics are difficult to find, this path to parenthood has helped thousands, blah, 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 blah. Um, so this is actually, to me, very, very disturbing because the gestational surrogacy is worse, in my opinion, because it is just, in that you're looking through a catalog of women who are selling their eggs and you, you're choosing their intelligence, you're choosing their eye color, you're choosing, and it's obvi obviously not guaranteed, but uh, you're choosing, and it's eugenics. It is! Oh, at the highest level, so wrong. So before we go on, I want you to play this video that I believe we played the audio of on Scott Kesterson's show. This is two two gay men. These guys, in my opinion, are pedophiles, and they should be locked up. This is child abuse, and they are laughing about child, in my opinion, it's child sex How much does it cost? We probably spent a quarter of a million quid. It was the first time we, we were meant to go to America and then we couldn't because of COVID. So we ended up working with a clinic in San Diego and we went to Mexico. I mean, we were slightly knobheads at this reason as well because I wanted to make sure that I we knew who the egg donor was. I wanted them to be super fit. You go to the bar and you go, I'm going to procreate that person, right? You, that's you, your choice as a human. I wanted to find someone that I know is going to be absolute smoke show. 
basically we chose Emily Bratanowski. <laughs> so there's a company in LA and they have a company that basically is supermodels who are Ivy League educated. So they have to have gone to like Brown, Columbia. Oh, no. Oh, oh, I went to Columbia. That feels a bit strange, is it not? Or no? It's a bit prostitute isn't it? Let's I go. think it's quite fabulous, but the eggs were terribly expensive, but we got a Brazilian supermodel. I, again, I have seen that clip three times now and I can't even manifest the words for how those people are going to hell. Those men. That's the hell alert I have just given it. This is, this is vile at a level that is, you take pedophilia, you take child sex trafficking. It's all of this rolled into one. Um, Libby says, women do the same catalog shopping for sperm. True, but somehow this feels different. Um, Unlocked says, creepy. Yeah, creepy. Because yeah, think. I, I, I understand the women do the same and I, I'm not advocating for that. But she, that mother, is still carrying the baby. And there is something to carrying the baby. Right. You are nine months creating a bond with a child. It's still the, and if a woman is shopping for, for sperm, you know, that to me is not God at all, but she still is half of the, the child is still getting half of the parent. Yes. And it's half is better than none. Yes. And in, in doing this, I want you to see this picture. So this, they picked a, and I'm sure these guys did the same kind of looking for the Brazilian supermodel or, or, or the equivalent of somebody beautiful and, and smart or, and intelligent yeah, yeah, and yeah. white. Healthy, yes, clearly. And they chose a, a black, an, a very poor, a woman who needed money, black woman, to carry the baby. Mm. I do, they didn't choose this woman's demographics for the baby. They didn't choose. But Leah, don't you think that they, this is so twisted on so many levels. Don't you think that they actually specifically chose a black surrogate mother because then that makes them feel so like what we chose, the surrogate mother I think they, to be black because that's how inclusive we are. I think we they, don't care that it was a black woman that carried our child. I think they chose her because she actually looks like she's strong and healthy. I'm just saying. I know, but I really think that if, if I'm thinking, if I'm, if I'm looking for, okay, the woman well, to you're carry at, my- You're in conjecture here at this point. Let me so conjecture. You can. That's let fine. Just so saying, I'm just to be clear, it is conjecture. But this is what they do. They are picking the, the beautiful genes and right. the smart genes, but they're picky. They don't care what you look like. They just want you to be strong and healthy. Yeah. And these contracts are very intense. They, um, a lot of them um, tell you what you can eat, what, when you need sleep, and all these different things. These weird, these weird deals. But she looks like she is a, to me, a strong, yeah, healthy person. Yeah. Okay. And so they're like, okay, I'll choose you because you're strong and healthy, but I don't want you. So I wouldn't want Wicked Psyched to, must have somehow to look like missed. Let, let me retell the story because because uh, she says, did they choose her or was the baby already up for adoption? No, 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 no. You're missing the point. They chose a fertilized egg. No, no, no. They chose an egg and then they, they chose. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. They chose an egg that that one of them, only one of these dudes, who knows which, fertilized with their sperm. Okay, and then they had a completely different human being 
carry that fertilized egg and sperm to term. And that's the picture that you're looking at. So no, this child was not up for adoption. They hired this woman and it's this And they bought the egg. It's, it's so bad. And they bought the egg. And they chose the child eugenics. They chose the di- the child's basically DNA wow. and hereditary. Now I am not one hundred percent that they even chose their own sperm. Well, why would you when you look all like unhealthy like they do anyway? Soy boys. They are soy boys. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if guys? And I don't know if those other gay the gay guys were talking about the other two were talking about choosing just a female mm-hmm. because I don't think that they could go on television and say i don't think my sperm is good enough i don't think they could do that even if they did pick somebody else's sperm that's true they wouldn't i don't think they could they don't think because that they would be probably don't they're probably so low on testosterone that their swimmers probably aren't even good enough so here's another one i want to show you here's your little friend for the last nine months this is who who carried you for nine months so we could be a family the buyers uh write on twitter while the baby's mother openly weeps so here we have um, this woman crying, giving over this baby to this couple. And this couple says, um, back in our fields, rewatching the moment that our gestational carrier, that's what they call them. Uh, Amanda met Van, wish there was a way to truly share the emotions we all felt in this hospital room that day. We stood there shaking and crying at the magnitude of God's divine work. This was had nothing to do with God or his divine work. This is Ed from the pit of hell, by the way, and his love for all of us. These are supposed Christians, I think. Not only did he give Brad and I the most precious gift that we will ever receive, but he led Amanda to this most beautiful moment in her life as well. Really? Amanda's just giving you over a child and going on with her life. To the day that she carried and delivered a child that belonged to someone else in order for them to become a family, then on their own, it was impossible. From that moment, we began the journey with Amanda. She has been a bright light at the end of a very dark tunnel. We entered this journey aching and in pain and came out the other side with more joy and gratitude we ever felt. Amanda, thank you. And then, um, thank you. You will, will just never be enough. Your belly buddy is here and he is perfect. We will all love you forever for what you've done for our family. And she said that we were all weeping, but really... The only one weeping in this particular pictures is the mother that's giving up this baby that she just gave birth to. And that that child is so at home in her arms and is not going to be at at home mm-hmm. in their arms. Did you see that? You can see it. That mother that that baby's like, "Oh, your mommy." Yeah. So, um surrogacy there's there's a couple kid there's ali basucky has been on this like right white on rice good and she has been interviewing people who have been surrogates i mean been born of surrogacy and the kids are all saying i missed something on one girl just went totally Shop crazy into drugs card. and everything uh another guy savings. just said that he never knew who his dad the sperm donor was and it was actually his mom that carried him oh, wow. um but uh he just always felt like it was just wrong and it was weird and he didn't like it and um you want to go to alley yeah talking to jennifer lol she is the founder and president of the center for bioethics and culture we're going to be talking about a very controversial much for joining us can you tell everyone who you are and what on the whole area of assisted reproduction, the ethics of it, um, the good, the bad, the ugly um, of uh, third-party conception as well. And tell us what is the problem with surrogacy? Because even though this is a Christian conservative (laughs) podcast and you would think that a lot of people know, the fact is that many people don't know the problems with it. As you've talked about, there's a lot of money behind it, but tell us some of the ethical issues with third-party reproduction. 
Yeah, well, I think most people first just don't realize that a surrogate pregnancy is a much higher risk pregnancy than a woman's own natural, spontaneously conceived pregnancy. So, in fact, my colleague and I, Callie Fell, both all of us, both of us are nurses, um, took it upon ourselves during COVID to interview 97 gestational surrogates in the United States, and we compared their own pregnancies with their surrogate pregnancies. And it's already in the medical literature, but our research has sort of expanded on that and underscored that these are high risk, high complicated pregnancies. And anybody who's been pregnant or anybody who knows somebody's been pregnant, we know that if the woman is in a high-risk pregnancy, the baby, or in the case of surrogacy, often they're carrying twins, babies are at risk also. So that is right out of the gate, um, to me, just a deal breaker. We don't have any business asking young women um, to put themselves in, in risky situations. And especially when we're paying them, we don't pay organ donors. And we know that, you know, being an organ donor carries its own risk. Uh, you're undergoing a major surgical procedure. And we're also putting these children at risk that um, are developing in the surrogate mother's womb. And in California, we've had surrogates die. In Idaho, we've had surrogates die. Um, we've had several, I think five or six women in the United States, across the United States die. And women in the global south have died. So these are risky pregnancies. So whether you're religious, you're not religious, whether you're conservative, whether you're a, a liberal progressive, you know, I work right alongside with Gloria Steinem in New York State to try to oppose uh, then Governor Cuomo's the legalization of commercial surrogacy in that state. Wow. And tell us how this process works exactly, because a lot of people might push back and say, well, sure, there are risks that come with everything there. This might be riskier for the baby and for the mother, but there's consent and consent has kind of become the only standard of morality and ethics that a lot of people say that they have these days. So if a woman is consenting to it and if this is how she is making money, um, then then what's the big deal? She's taking on the risks voluntarily. Yeah, I think, again, it gets back to the proper role of medicine. I mean, when was a time when a doctor asked you, even perhaps with money, incentivized you to take risk um, with your own body? And you've seen the absolute pushback in the United States around vaccine mandates, you know, forcing people to do things with their body. So, you know, doctors are not in the business of telling us to do things that are harmful to us. And they're not in the business of offering money for us to do things that are harmful to us. That's one of the main reasons why we do not allow organ donors to be paid. We don't want money to be a coercive element in the whole area of informed consent. What do you think the difference is between giving somebody an organ and giving somebody a baby? It's actually far more extreme to give somebody a child or sell someone a child. Selling it. Yes. So, you know, this, you know, this sort of argument of is a very libertarian um, based on contracts. You know, I want to get in a car. I want to go to the, you know, the car dealership. I want to buy a car. I want to drive a car when I know that there's risk to driving a car. Um, and that people die every day from from being, you know, uh, behind the wheel of a car or being a passenger, being hit by a drunk driver. We know that. So we take those kind of risks. But that those kind of um, calculuses, if you will, do not pl play a role or shouldn't play a role in medical decision making. Mm -hmm. We want people to have as much decisions as they possibly can. And we have a lot of things that, that medicine won't do. You know, I can't just walk in today and say, you know, um, 
do X, Y, and Z because I'm paying you and I've, I've done my research on Google and the internet and I want you to do X, Y, and Z. Now we've seen the corrosion of medicine where that is having um, an impact. You know, if you look at the transing of children, the whole tr- area of trans transgender medicine, um, you know, chopping off reproductive organs, chopping off, um, you know, healthy breasts. Mm-hmm. And, and we should be rightly appalled that there are medical doctors who are willing to just do that kind of stuff. So our work is pushing back on that and saying that's not medicine and yeah. medicine has never and should never be in the business of allowing people to do things that are medically risky and i want to talk that they that they have no medical need for us right you know it's one thing if you have cancer and the doctor is saying chemotherapy is very risky you might die from the chemotherapy but your option is to also die from cancer yeah but in the case of a surrogate she has no medical need to do this exactly right Right. And I don't think that a lot of people are considering that. And they're certainly not considering that there is a heightened risk. Medication um, and all the procedures and stuff are putting them at risk. And then once the surrogate is pregnant and that pregnancy is confirmed, she still will stay on these hormones for a period of time till they think that the, the embryo has really implanted, the uterine lining has done everything the uterine lining needs to do. Um, and then we're not even talking about the psychological um, uh, risks that these women undergo and the uh, the secondary consequences of the children. You know, do we want little girls and little boys seeing mommies have babies that then they give away or they sell? Do we want our little children to think, well, this is what mommies do and, you know, little girls do when they grow up? Um, the impact on marriage. I've seen this has been really negatively impacted on some marriages that fall apart. You know, men feel like, wow, my wife has to sell her body. She has to carry another man's child um, because I can't financially provide. And so there's all these layers of things. Um, in our particular research, we found that surrogate mothers have more postpartum depression mm-hmm. with well, their surrogate yeah, pregnancy. And we think, well, they go home with empty arms. Right. You know, they go home with. So you kind of get this. But honestly, let me tell you something. You giving birth is a very difficult thing. Okay. And your hormones are all out of whack. I'm just exactly where I was headed. And so we raise pigs. And sometimes those moms will reject them until they get, they start to breastfeed. So breastfeeding, women actually get addicted to it. And so do female animals because you're releasing an oxytocin and there's a bonding that happens. And there's something else that happens with babies is that moms who create the breast milk are actually creating nutrients, antibiotics and everything that that child really needs, especially to the first first six months. Second. That the body that just created an entire human being, that there are not metaphysical consequences to the to an idea or to a fact that that child is then ripped from her arms. I don't care if she's making a decision. She's not making an informed consent decision because I can guarantee you that nobody on the planet can inform you enough about what is going to happen to you when you give that child away. Mm-hmm. There is no informed consent for being a surrogate unless you've already done it one time. Well, some of these women do do it multiple times. That's fine. Okay, whatever. But for that first time, which they never should have had, there's no informed consent. So it should be illegal based on that premise alone because nobody can prepare you. Mm-hmm. You know what? We've learned so much with Scott getting this reverse vasectomy. Mm-hmm. And he talked about this doctor 
that did the surgery. And this doctor can literally write like the whole US constitution on the back of a postage stamp or something like that, like microsurgery, like he does the tiny stuff. He has asked all of his colleagues in the realm this question. Apparently the tube that goes from the, um, the it's called the vas deferens, but yeah. the, that goes from the uh, testicle that then goes when there's there's a tube there that's connected from the testicle that goes down through where they're going to take their their final swim here I'm trying to be as kosher as possible this vas deferens this this line there's a turn when the sperm drops it's just the thing just it's a just like a mass of clay it doesn't have life right but as it drops and it makes as soon as it makes that turn it completely comes to life. And there is zero medical, scientific, ob observational reason for what, for how that happens. Okay, my friend Catherine, I was telling her about it. She's like, maybe it's a temperature change. I said, Catherine, I love you and I love how super intelligent you are and she is like a genius. I'm like, these are doctors. You think that they wouldn't have looked at temperature change? There is no identifiable medical reason or, or observable, scientific, provable, what happens to take it from lifeless clay to completely alive when it makes that turn. Of DNA. And it's just a ball of clay and then it splits off into all these. So there are things, medical science, it's that are life. completely unexplainable, right. like the spark of life that happens at conception. Mm -hmm. It's literally a light flash mm -hmm. show. So don't tell me that a woman can carry a child to term and give it away to someone else mm -hmm. and not have physical, emotional, and spiritual ramifications for the rest of her life. It may even make her sick when she gets older. She mm -hmm. could get cancers. She could have heart disease. She could literally, she could commit suicide. There's no end mm -hmm. to, the, to the ramifications of this mm -hmm. because as a female, I'm about to throw my hat off. Has any woman that can advocate surrogacy is insane because a period, a monthly period can make us almost kill people. Mm -hmm. We become completely irrational creatures mm -hmm. sometimes, okay? These chemicals and these hormones that course through your body as a female mm. are like a literal, they are a drug. They're, mm. not, they're not like a drug, they are a drug. Mm -hmm. And so all of that life-giving, hormonal, everything that's, like I, like I just said, metaphysical, it can't even be described as coursing through everything in your body and you now have this connection with this human being that your body created that is part of you but not you and it's just like unfathomable what has happened. And for anybody to think you can just give that away, give me a break. And I go back to the story with Abraham and Sarah. Sarah never became the mother of Esau or um, um, Ishmael ever and it's proven because when ishmael gets sent away who does he get it sent away with hagar his mommy his real mommy and sarah knew that wasn't her child i don't care if hagar gave birth on sarah's lap it's not her child so stop it this is complete 
an abomination. And then when you add the idea of these homosexual gay men, you've added an element of the demonic God help that child. Mm -hmm. And God help you. Sorry, I'm done. Yeah, so this is from an article that said that people uh, that were doing these kind of surrogacy things in um, five foot or, or, or in uh, 2007 are asking for differences that are different than they were now. They're asking now basically to create something better than themselves. When Dr. Richard Sherbin founded Advanced Fertility in Chicago in 1997 and launched an egg donation program for women struggling to conceive, he started with a pool of just three donors, a tall brunette, a short brunette, and a blonde, all white. Back then, Sherbin writes in his online guide to navigating the donation process, couples in search of a donor would choose quickly from this small selection, which is very weird because it's like the same three people and like you look into somebody, oh, maybe we are related. Oh, dear God. Really weird, right? Uh, but now there are thousands of donors available through agencies over the internet and couples have become much more particular about what they're looking for in the perfect egg donor. A white girl with dark hair will rarely be enough to satisfy recipient couples today. Uh, uh, Sherben writes that one couple recently came to him looking for a thin white woman with green eyes and wavy blonde hair between five foot seven and five foot eight. Has Swedish ancestry, played college level athletics, holds a master's degree at the very least and registers a minimum of 120 on an IQ test. You know what is so, again, with all of this, there's so little respect for the evidence that is set before us mm. for your um, environment, your, your hair color and your eye color and your hair texture, mm -hmm. okay, I can, I can go with. You, you, you're, that does not set, your environment doesn't set that. But your height, your athletic ability... Like, Leah, you shouldn't be as short as you are. You had a, I don't think so. You had a, a kind of a traumatic childhood, and I think that you were a little stunted. Okay. Right? Our whole family's pretty tall. Um, the, we, we do not give enough respect for environment that fosters these things. You're talking about IQ. You're talking about, uh, like, playing college-level athletics. This is stuff that sometimes, not mm. always, is environmentally nurtured mm -hmm. or neglected in a human being. What's interesting is that a preference for high intelligence increased from 18% to 55%. You've got a dad that plays football. He loves football. Just take my cousins for an example, okay? So his son, James, we watched him as, as a child grow up. I can guarantee you that if his dad was a bookworm and a nerd... James would not have been an athletic mm -hmm. child, even though he has an athletic build. Mm -hmm. He just wanted to be like his dad. And so because his dad's a football guy, he becomes a football guy and he starts playing football. And yeah, he's pretty good at it. But it's because it was nurtured into him and the mm -hmm. passion for it was nurtured into him. This is completely ridiculous. So I'm going to read, this is a composite story uh, from the Federalist, and it's a composite story based on several articles based on, on different um, things that happened with surrogacy. My dad shopped for me and my sister. They selected my genetic mother based on her race, skin color, and eye color, made sure she was highly educated, athletic, and had no physical disabilities. They bought my mother's eggs, lots of them, so they could pick the best embryos. They rented another woman's room for, womb for nine months. Well, eight months. We were premature and underweight, meaning uh, what, this is a composite, so, he's got, so many are premature and underweight. My dad's decided each of them would get one genetic child, so I'm a half-sister with my own twin, which is strange. 
Uh, while my two dads felt it was important to have a biological connection to their children, they didn't seem to think that I would want a relationship with my biological mother. When I was little, I hated Mother's Day. I watched all my friends celebrate their moms, and I wished I had one, too. I always wondered where my mother was that day. Did she think of me as much as I thought about her? But then I wasn't sure who to think of as my mom, the one that I get my nose from or the one that gave me my taste for spicy food. My dads told me uh, to make uh, cards for my grandma instead. It was confusing because women mattered enough to celebrate my grandma, but not enough for me to have a mother. I wanted a mom like my friends, but I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to hurt my dad's feelings. It's hard to talk about your dads about missing your mom when they are responsible for you not having one. How do you sit someone down and essentially tell them that they are not enough of a family for you? Uh, there were times I felt so sad and angry with my uh, mom for not being there for me. And then times I felt angry with myself for ever wanting to be a mom to begin with. Growing up, I loved staying at my friend's house who had a mom. Sometimes her mom would get out her wedding dress so we could be princesses. And I would feel jealous of my friend because I wish there was a wedding dress in my attic in my house. In elementary school, I had some adjustment issues. And they started me on Ritalin for ADHD in fourth grade. I was pretty connected to my genetic dad, but not so much to my other father. And I felt guilty about that. I struggled with identity issues. And as a teenager, I spent a lot of time online looking for my other half siblings out there. Wow. I can't access words about my egg donor mom because of the records because of Cryobank's policies. I've seen pictures of my surrogate, but she doesn't look anything like me. I have adopted friends who are searching for their birth moms, but I don't really have a birth mom. I have a donor and I have a surrogate, so I can't even fantasize about finding the one mom that the one woman that I long for. On a rare occasion that I dared to voice my desire for a mother, the response from adults was, you're so wanted, or you should feel lucky you to have two parents who love you, or that I should be grateful to be alive. There was this sense that we prayed for you. You're our kid. You're not supposed to go out and seek anyone else. But something inside of me desperately wants to know the other half of my DNA. I lost sleep over it. I do love my dads, but one, the more they told me about my conception, the more uncomfortable it felt that they spent so much money to make me. And I wondered what would have happened if I had the wrong physical characteristics or have had a disability. Would they have chosen me or disposed of me? I'm 25 now and my twin sister, who never seemed phased by any of this before, was just diagnosed with depression and has started taking uh, antidepressants. And this is a composite of a bunch of different articles. Well, let me insert, I this is my thought as I'm listening to this very tragic mm -hmm. story that Leah's reading here. Mm -hmm. When you start to dabble in this stuff you are now dabbling in witchcraft mm, okay yeah. so it's not so much that this child doesn't have a mother okay because there are kids that grow up without mothers all of the time and they mm. do they suffer they do kind of okay the reason why she's having this existential crisis mm. is because of the demonic witchcraft that was used in her creation whenever you try to step in and play god you are dealing with demons mm -hmm. okay these doctors that are doing this they're it's like doing a seance mm -hmm. because they're there are they're literally double double boil and trouble mm -hmm. give me the eyeball of a toad mm -hmm. okay to try to make something work in a lab like Frankenstein. And so you have this child that has been created by completely and holistically unnatural means. Mm -hmm. And yet, because God is so gracious, life happens. Mm -hmm. But we're not now talking about the spiritual ramifications and the demons that are probably plaguing her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a comment over here from Lady Carrie. I've had four miscarriages. They were pretty early on, but I can tell you I grieved so deeply. I can't imagine bringing a baby to term and not 
keeping it. Mm-hmm. Britt Baza says, Michelle, I brought up three girls who were abandoned by their mother. One at birth, the others when they were six and seven. All have had issues. I did my best for them, and they still feel serious abandonment issues from their mother mm-hmm. leaving them. Uh, this is a terrible. This is terrible for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Pauls says, I don't think my dad felt bad about being adopted at all. He had a wonderful mom who raised him. So there, there's difference between adoption, mm-hmm. right? And that's the big thing. People all think that this is adoption. This is not adoption. And here's the thing: with the, a, a surrogacy has no a, a, a child born from surrogacy has no mother. There's an egg chosen, yeah, implanted into some random woman, and there's no. Let me mother. tell you why this is so bad. Well, can I finish? Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my thought there. Adoption usually happens because a woman gets naturally pregnant by a man whether it's a relationship or rape or even incest but it is a natural bodily process right. okay so natural things happen so a child can begin to work through those natural things that went wrong okay and you know your father was adopted and i'm sure was fine and i hope that they were fine a lot of adopted kids are always looking for their mom or their dad and have every child needs a loving mother and father the problem is is that if I were to go up and take a one-year-old for, let's, like I said this before, a couple has a one-year-old and they're raising this one-year-old. And you know what? I really want that child. Here's a hundred or $200,000. Can I take that child from you? That's, this isn't adoption. This isn't that couple is having issues and needs to give up that child. The issue for the child is that they were made in a lab. They weren't made out of love. They were chosen by characteristics in eugenics. Okay then they're, they, they don't have the, the natural form of life. It's as if you were born in and, and gestated in a little cube. Well, let, let, let's put this to, in, and then we can move on. In real terms, the difference between adoption and this, what we're talking about here, is that no one, when you, um, whether you're adopted or, or, or this, whatever this is, you're going to have issues. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. There's you can't. That's like telling me that that men aren't men and women aren't women. You will have issues. I, I understand the testimony of my my dad was adopted and he's okay. There's something there. It doesn't. That's that there. There is a, a a minor brokenness. Maybe he's worked through it and praise God. Okay. But we don't break things on, on purpose. purpose. Just to put so, it back together. Again. So you don't give a child autism or cancer or a heart defect or something like or that. Or Down syndrome. Or Down syndrome. We don't just do that. Mm-hmm. You don't randomly just say, we're going to choose to birth this child. Without an arm. Broken. On purpose. On purpose. If it happens, it happens and we can pray through that. But knowing full well that when we do this to children, they are going to have issues for the rest of their life unless God steps in. And it's not, here's the, the you don't break it so on purpose. It's different than fixing something broken than breaking something for, yeah, because for you, your own selfish for your reasons. Own selfish, I want a child with a broken leg. And let's, you know. So I'm going to break your leg. This goes back to, You'll there, be are fine. Tiny, there are tons of children that need adoption. Mm-hmm. So you bring up adoption. Great. Let's talk about that. The Bible talks about true religion and undefiled. It is the name of our ministry, Isaiah 58, to take care of the fatherless and the widow. Adoption all day long. You know what I read? Somebody said, well, what is, why do you, why do you expect gay people to have to adopt somebody that usually comes from a poor 
uh, background who is not usually healthy uh, when they can choose a beautiful, healthy person to carry a child for them. And how bigoted is that, right? I mean, it's so wrong. So we're this on so many levels, this is just straight up satanic. And these poor children that are being used. Here's the deal. I was thinking about this today. I want to do an episode on what real love is. And then I'll let Leah finish her show here. What real love is. What is real love? God is oh. love. Okay. Oh, I know what you're saying. I know where you're going to go to this because there's a difference between adoption is real love. And this is, this is selfish. selfish, right? Adoption is, yes, we would like to have a child in our lives, but we're also, it's a give and take, right? You give to us love and we will, we will give to you love because I care you about need you and, I, and you need a home and it's mutually beneficial. There's no kid that needs a home. You are doing literally 100% selfish, selfish. I want to fill a need in my life. Yeah. And I'm going to do this. So, so a child, guys, get this, please. You know hear what me it's called? Making love for a reason. Thank you. I, this is what I'm getting. I'm going to do a whole like a- extra show on. You on, were made on in love. love. You're supposed to be made in the, love. Uh, love makes a child. Creates life. Yeah. And any time that it is done outside of love, love, which God is love. Yeah. You will have trauma in that child. Yeah. And that's why adoption and, can work because you can bring love back into that situation, but you can't bring love back into surrogacy because it's just started in selfishness. selfishness. God, there's a reason that God brings two people together and he designed us mm-hmm. to, to have this loving give and take relationship. I lay down my life for you. You lay down your life for me. And when we do that, life can come from that mm-hmm. and anything outside of that is a holistic demonic perversion mm-hmm. that then we as society have to pick up after and make up for when it's rape or incest or something or you know whatever but it is supposed to be it is god's perfect design going back to the garden that i love and what is love it's not a feeling that we try to push onto someone love is i would lay down my life for you and i and and Love is an action. It is not a feeling. Okay. Mm-hmm. And out of that action, life is produced. Mm-hmm. Anything outside of that is wrong and it is evil. All right. Alex Jones. All right. Let's go. Okay. So this is the first clip from Tucker. And I think it's hilarious. Alex Jones predicted 9-11 in detail and on camera months before it happened. How did he do that? And why did the government decide to destroy him afterwards? Full interview yesterday, Thursday. So to your right. Close that, or you don't have to close it. It's going to be more to your right. Nope. And there you have it. All right. This is awesome. All right. The moment you've been waiting for. (laughs) You stayed for the whole show for this. Trade Center. We know the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to blow up airliners, Baltimore Sun, or if you let some terrorist group do it, like the World Trade Center, we know who to blame. And if there was an outside threat like a bin Laden who was a known CIA asset in the 80s, he's the boogeyman they need. He's the boogeyman they need. He literally said that on July 25th, 2001. That's awesome. That's awesome. Are you stinking kidding me? He's been right all along. That's why they need to come after him. All right, here's Tucker Carlson's opening monologue. We have a ruling class in the United States defined by its hatreds, not its loves, not its hopes, but by its hatreds. They hate all kinds of people, large groups of people, the deplorables, the bitter clingers, America's entire blue collar population, the unfashionable people. They're hated. 
by the people who run our country. But no one is hated more by them than a man called Alex Jones. <laughs> Alex Jones is the single most censored man in all American history. He was the first media figure in our history to be completely erased in one day, deplatformed. Alex Jones was deplatformed before it was a common term. Mm -hmm. And not just deplatformed, sued, attacked. They attempted to criminally charge him. What did Alex Jones do wrong? Alex Jones didn't rape anybody. He didn't loot Macy's. He didn't burn a police station. He didn't invent a fake cryptocurrency and loot pension funds. He didn't start a pointless war that made this country poorer and more disorganized. He didn't open the southern border. No, Alex Jones had opinions that deeply rattled the people who run America. In fact, rattled a lot of us. And I'll just confess that I first heard of Alex Jones when he questioned the official story behind 9-11. And I, speaking for myself, was deeply offended by this. I didn't take any time to find out what he was saying, but I was bothered by the idea that this defining event in American history, which changed the life of everyone who lived here then, might not actually have unfolded as we were told it did. And that possibility was too destabilizing. And I remember feeling resentment toward Alex Jones for saying that. But several years later, I went up in Austin, Texas, and through a chain of circumstances, wound up meeting Alex Jones. And I learned what everyone who has met him now knows, which is Alex Jones is not a crazy person. Alex Jones has said pretty far out things on TV from time to time. Not that far out. He hasn't said men can become women or Ukraine is a democracy, but within the bounds of, say, cable news, pretty far out. But fundamentally, Alex Jones is right about a lot of things. And in fact, that's why they don't like him. Alex Jones has an uncanny, really an amazing ability to predict events before they happen. He has called it and he's done it on tape again and again to the point where it's a meme on the internet. Alex Jones profit, not conspiracy nut, profit. But when you dig into Alex Jones's predictions, they are so spot on that it's remarkable. How does he do this? We're guessing there's a kind of spiritual sensitivity to Alex Jones, maybe that's his secret. He was displaying this years before the average person in this country even thought about matters like that. Now it's pretty obvious to most people that, that the, the current war going on in this country is taking place in ways you can't see it most of the time. But 10 years ago, people were not thinking that way. Alex Jones was. Hmm. And so we thought it'd be interesting to sit down mm. and talk to Alex Jones, the man. Mm -hmm. He joins us now in our studio. Yeah, that's great. I didn't know Alex was sitting okay. there the whole time doing his opening monologue. As a lot of times he'll do the monologue afterwards, like after he's done the inter interview. So I have some timestamps for you, but I wanted We're to see the We're here with the world's most dangerous man, the most censored man in, in the English language. In the but honestly, when you get him in front of an outhouse in the woods, he doesn't seem so dangerous. So fancy outhouse. <laughs> we have a ruling class in the United States. Okay, so there's the outhouse. All right. Okay, so here, we play this on our Bright Ann uh, show. This is a clip if about liberal virtue signalers. 20 years ago, and I grew up in a world where judging people on the basis of their skin color was totally immoral, and, and I still believe that. But if you told me 20 years ago that we were going to live in a world where people get on TV and just be like, I hate white people, they're bad. No, it's totally fine. Like, why, why, why do people put up with that? Like, so, there should be zero tolerance for that. I don't get it. The Democratic Party founded the KKK, and when the majority were whites, in the South and some areas, they played the race card for political power. Now that the majority in most areas are not white, they're playing the good old fashioned race card of 
tell whites, you know, stand down, let people take over your society, your culture, give up your culture. It's, it's embarrassing to be white. And then now it's flat out bad to be white. And the left's trying to convert all these minority groups that are now the majority in most areas into race-based systems because that is a very effective but system. But why do people put up with that? I mean, like if they were doing that to Malaysians or Filipinos or Hondurans, I would say you can't do that. You're not allowed to attack people on the basis of their race. I'm sorry, not in a country like this because a country will fall apart and it's immoral. I totally agree. But nobody says anything. Well, I don't get it. The reason they've done it is most of the enforcers of this are white liberal women, 45 or older, not fair. It's just a fact. And they're, they're cucked husbands. And so to them... Can I just say that the phrase cucked husbands is the best? It, it, the I mean, it really is true. So if you get around these white liberals, they live in the whitest areas. They're totally scared of anybody with brown skin. But they virtue signal constantly and then say, yes, the white people are, are bad. You know, the uh, white people are, are evil. Uh, and, you know, these... these I, mean, I mean, I've even seen white people sit there and say, yeah, it's time to deal with, with these crackers. And they're a white person saying that. So From Jackson Hole or Nantucket or Aspen or Bethesda, the whitest places in America. So shouldn't there be a law? Super simple. If you've got a BLM sign in your yard, you should be required to live in Gary, Indiana or Baltimore. Like there, you should not be anywhere near Jackson, Wyoming. You should be made to live in East St. Louis. I totally agree. You should be made to live in Detroit. Yes, and, but of course they've done the studies, they've looked at the statistics. It's not just here, it's in Europe and it's in the UK, like in London, the liberal areas are like 99% white. Oh, I noticed. Okay, and there's a lot of rich people in, in London that aren't white, but they're not even in that area. It, they are the most insular group. And, and, and then they point at white Christian culture and society that actually outlawed slavery in most of the world, was the vanguard of stopping it. And then they don't point at China which is the most uh, homogeneous, racist group in the world. It's an ethnostate. It's Han Chinese, period. That's so good. It's an ethnostate. It's Han Chinese, period. Do you have another one? Um, yeah, we have several of them. Um, this one from... So this one, uh, Alex is telling Tucker, people... Elon Musk had said that Alex was banned because either he bullied a kid but he didn't really or because the kids and sandy hook but that didn't really sit well and uh alex explains why he was banned and then he brags that him and dart i was taken off twitter not for the sandy hook stuff that came later that they focused on look it up uh they had uh, the former head of twitter and the, and, and the lawyer on joe rogan about four years ago and joe said why did you ban alex jones the lawyer goes okay let me open my my clipboard she goes here's why he was mean to oliver darcy so I'm at the Capitol. They're having censorship hearings. Sundar Pichai's there. I just confronted him in the hall. Who runs Google. And you guys are welcome to use that if you want. And then that was at the Senate. So now they were going over to a House meeting. And there's Oliver Darcy in the line. He gets to get in. I don't even get into a hearing where they then attacked me. They'd attacked me at the last hearing, but I don't get to face my accuser. And so I get in his face. I don't threaten him, but I say, you are an evil man. You're un-American coming after my free speech harassing my sponsors, trying to get me off the internet. And the last place I was on was Twitter. They'd held out. Uh, and so uh, Jack Dorsey had held out. And so Jack Dorsey admitted, well, the last straw was I bullied Oliver Darcy. And so that's why I was deplatformed. Elon Musk thinks it was the Sandy Hook thing. Uh, and, and notice- Do you know that in most cultures, bullying Oliver Darcy would be like a rite of passage. Like you couldn't 
Like that would be a positive good, right? Well, but here's the thing. He's literally he on Twitter taking my sponsors, calling for me to be silent. good. So he's been attacking me, attacking my speech and my, my, and my living. And then all I do is shove a camera in his face while he's waiting to go into the hearing for five minutes and say, man, you are un-American. You, you, you got some evil eyes. And I said, you really look like a piece of slime. I mean, I told him that. And, well, fair, fair. And, and so the point is, he's a man. He's a, quote, journalist in the arena. He goes around harassing people and stalking them uh, financially and, and, and their free speech. He'd, he'd already bragged that he'd gotten me taken off all this other stuff and that he was instrumental, which he was. And then he can't take me saying, man, you're a jerk. So it's so funny because Elon knows it wasn't Sandy Hook because mm -hmm. the Sandy Hook trial came up later. I think that they're trying to get Alex back on Twitter. And I think that Twitter and um, Tucker. Tucker have made a deal. Let's let's do this. Let's get Alex on my show. Uh -huh. Everyone on Twitter will watch it. And then Elon can say, OK, we're thinking about it. It's all a ploy. OK, yeah. It's all a big game. So here he's talking about the border invasion. And then Texas before. So your governor could have stopped that. He commands the Texas National Guard, and he didn't. And I feel like that makes him a traitor to the country, but what am I missing? Well, I mean, I, Governor Abbott is, on a scale of 1 to 10, you know, the best kind of Republican governor is a 10, and the, and the worst is, say, a 1. And like the Illinois so-called Republican, that's really a Democrat. Uh, I would put Greg Abbott as about a 5. Uh, the, the state is overwhelmed. Uh, there isn't really a state mechanism. It, it's federal to kick people back and deport them. So they have put up barbed wire. They have tried to stop people. They have tried, but then they have to hand them over to the feds who release them. Well, why, why not just say the feds are committing a crime? Mm -hmm. They're committing a crime. This is not allowed under laws passed by the Congress mm -hmm. in a democracy. Congress passed laws. And um, so you've got criminals running the country. The Biden administration is criminal, mm -hmm. which is true. And we're not we're not playing along. And like, if you don't like it, come do something about it. Meanwhile, every able-bodied man with a black rifle assembled at the border, and we're just going to stop this and save the country. I don't understand. Like, that's not hard. What, what, what am I missing? No, I think you're absolutely right. In fact, what the deep state fears would be a coalition of good governors, good attorney generals, giving them the findings and the rulings that they could indeed do that, and then declaring emergencies in the states and having a coalition of the states uh, come in and do this, and then instruct local police and everybody else to not have sanctuary cities. But the problem is... Hmm. Interesting. All right. So reminder, guys, we are going to be doing a giveaway for the Founders Bible at the end of our show. Mm -hmm. Send me an email at massfaith, M-A-S-F-A-I-T-H-33 at gmail.com. The link is in the description on Rumble if you're watching live, uh, or the, the email address, I should say. And at the end of the show, we're going to draw a, a winner. But in the email... Put your address. We're not going to use it. It's just if you win, we can send it to you. And also include whether you want us to sign it for you when we send it, if you win. All right. So this is them kind of talking about Jean-Pierre, the press secretary. It's kind of funny. Okay. Who can barely speak English, who's one of the stupidest people I've ever seen, and a transparent liar. You wouldn't hire her to run your copy machine. She's the White House press secretary. Why would you do that? And it's not because of her race or who she sleeps with. I think the whole point is she's so obviously repulsive that it makes you feel bad about the country to see her. That, I mean, I mean, that's it. We're at a beautiful ball. It's prom night. Everybody's dressed great. There's wonderful food, big, delicious punch bowl. And then they say, what can we do? Well, just have Brian Stelter go take a dump right in that. Yeah. And, and, and then he's there laughing at you. They're all there laughing serious. at you Trying to, to make you feel analogy. small, to make you question reality. 
Why is everything so ugly? I mean, that's why they tell people, hey, you can be homeless anywhere. You can crap on the street, needles, throw your garbage everywhere. D drug dealers can sell you drugs. Uh, we're going to give the homeless all this government funding. Liberal groups come in and farm and milk each homeless person right. and skim a big cut of the money off the top. It's, it's a crop. But then you, a cash crop. But then we see that and we think it's all over. There's nothing we can do to demoralize us and make us give up. And even though I'm conscious of this, even though I know this, it's still at a DNA level. I'm like, I got to go to the country. I got to get out of here. I've got to separate myself from this. But then when they release this toxic cultural poisonous gas, they push us out of those areas and they get the main infrastructure yes. to then organize that, cut off the food and supplies to that group they have and then tell them, the reason you're doing bad is not BlackRock and the WF and Bill Gates. It's all those evil people in the countryside. They're all white supremacist and terrorists and racist. Let's go get them. Because the last group they don't control is rural people that are self-sufficient. Wow. And that's, my friends, why we tell you to become rural people that are self-sufficient. Yeah. Because they can't control you. They can try. They, control, they can't control you, but they sure can try. Absolutely. All right, here Alex Jones is talking about um, the mullahs and I can congratulate Hamas about killing thousands of people, but I am still banned. That the mullahs in Iran and the Ayatollah are congratulating Hamas that just killed around a thousand or more innocent Israelis, many of them women, children, disabled people in a vicious, evil sneak attack. They are on there, Hezbollah and, and, and Hamas, mainly Hamas, but it's Hezbollah funding it out of Iran, are literally posting videos of them cutting people's heads off and killing children and, and massacring innocent people. They're allowed to have their Hezbollah accounts and their it's Hamas true. accounts. It's absolutely true. The Ayatollah is able to congratulate what these people done. He literally did. And I am still banned. And I'm not mad at Elon Musk. I understand I've been so demonized in the general public. He's barely able to... <laughs> You know, keep Twitter what have I right done? Now. Nobody's I really ever told what me. He's done. I admire him. I think he's done a lot of great work, and I, and I see him moving in the right direction. So a lot of people attack Musk on Twitter. Uh, you know, I trend all the time. Hey, if you're if you're such an absolutist on free speech, bring back Alex Jones. Uh, I understand that if he did that, the ADL and others would really be able. To, if they can target an Alex Jones or an Elon Musk or a Tucker Carlson, uh, then they're going after the real populist leaders that are bringing America together. And so. Yeah, yeah, no, that's absolutely true. I don't mind my little stealth Twitter. And I don't have to pay him. I don't pay him anything because I don't yeah, have my real yeah. account. Here is a list of things that you called ahead of time. By the middle of September, that the new policy is being written, you will all have to wear masks again and show will airport employees. It's happening. Mask mandates are officially back. We know the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to blow up airliners, Baltimore Sun, or if you let some terrorist group do it, like the World Trade Center, we know who to blame. And if there was an outside threat like a bin Laden, who was a known CIA asset in the 80s. This group and its leader, person named Osama bin Laden. He's the boogeyman they need. We're looking at a giant war in February right now. I predict the Russians are going to roll in. They're already there. They're going to roll in. With attacks across Ukraine, which is the size of Texas. It really was the Iraqis. That's just because they're getting ready to invade Iraq. What a beautiful setup. Those 9-11 clips are crazy. I'm actually bothered by the precision of them. I'm not. How could you, in July of 2001, call that? Well, in, in the longer clips, because it's a multi-hour show from July 25th, 20, uh, 2001, uh, I specifically walk through all the reasons 
And I knew that they were hyping up that we were about to be hit by Osama bin Laden. I knew that the World Trade Center had been attacked the first time and that the Fed's been involved helping cook the bomb and allowing it to go forward. And I just saw a lot of the pre-programming uh, that was happening uh, in the media. I don't know. It's it is crazy. It's one of those things. Just wait. Alex Jones will 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 predict it two weeks ahead of time. Uh, this is the one where they talk about Biden walking around the house at night. Naked you see the house. system, the media going after Biden, and he deserves it. But they were covering it up until now. Now they're covering the laptop. Now they're covering attack on the dog. Now they're covering you know all of his senility, all the corruption, the Chinese spies attacking a dog. What a pig he is. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I was told that by Secret Service and by uh, yeah. people that, let's just say, work with them. And I'm going to leave it at that. But I actually have a contact for you. I'd like to be able to hear it from them. But when this is over, I'll let you actually hear it from yourself. I think they'll tell you off record. I think they're willing to talk to you. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he is completely out of his mind. He wanders around for the entire two and a half years. It's getting worse. Naked in the White House. Uh, in the middle of the night, doesn't know who his he face. is. They have to give him a bunch of drugs. His a bunch face. of amphetamines in the morning. Then they've got to drug him. Uh, at night, sometimes he's got to, though, he'll like be out for the morning for a while and then he comes back out at night for a ball. That's when there's a real problem. He is on drugs. I, I have established that. And I know someone who witnessed it. I'm not guessing at this. I know someone personally who witnessed him uh, taking amphetamines. And this was this was during the 2016, uh, 20, 2020 election. So how's this going to That's huge. I know you don't play games. You've been proven No, I don't play games with this. Okay, so there's that. I think there might be... Nope, there's no, I want to go back over here because where's the, where's the breakdown clip? Did you close it? Do you know? No, we didn't close that one. It's still there. Okay. I want to bring up the breakdown clip because he begins to. That what, was that it? Nope. There it is. Okay. I want to go to the, where he's going to talk about what he thinks the presidential election is going to look like in, um, hang on, make it, play it while it's still small. I have to do that again. Sorry, guys. They're here for it. It's okay. Plot job. The center times in that 400 million views, or whatever you got, biggest show ever. You know, you said to him, "Well, isn't the next thing them trying to kill you?" And he he he's so confident Don't he try. doesn't want to think about that. And where well, he whereas, doesn't want to think about it. That's whereas right. I admire someone that's that comp confident. You know, the deep state does kill people, and 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 that's their only next move because this is failing. And, and I think they're going to kill Biden, too. Or I think they're going to try to... What you said in a speech, again, before the last one I talked about, like a month ago, you said, I don't see Biden and Trump being the candidates. You see the system, the media going after Biden, and he deserves it, but they were covering it up until now. Now they're covering the laptop. Now they're covering attack on the dog. Now they're covering, you know, all of his senility, all the corruption, the Chinese spies. Attacking a dog. What a pig he is. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I was told that by Secret Service and by uh, yeah. people that, let's just say, work with them. Party is a beachhead for sanity and populism. It's not perfect, but it's a beachhead. The Democratic Party is totally turned over to evil. That's why I thought RFK Jr. was so refreshing, but they're shutting him out of the primary process. They're blocking him. And so now he's going to run third party, which will take away from Trump. Most experts agree. I know Trump's people have looked at it, they think so. Of course. Uh, so that's very, very sad. So, do, I mean... Do you think, I mean, normally at this, you know, so we're in October, I guess, um, in the year before the election, you can sort of see the outlines pretty clear. I mean, in October of 1999, I was pretty confident it was going to be George October? W. Bush. Mm. 
versus Al Gore. I mean, you sort of know ahead of time. But do you think that we're going to see on Election Day 2024 a ballot with Biden and Trump on it? I've been saying I think they may assassinate him or claim they had a heart attack. And then, but I was thinking about each one individually. But I think when you said that a month ago, it was prescient that that's the next move. That's the, if, if I get in their mind and I'm evil, I'm Machiavelli, that is what they have to do. But the Bi- election just forces the point. I mean, I guess I actually don't think that their preference is overt violence or anything that people notice. I mean, they much rather covert. resort to stealth, right, covert rather than overt. But I just think, you know, there's an election on the books and like something's going to happen. Well, that's what you're saying. All their tactics of covert aren't working. So with, as we saw with JFK in 1963 in Dallas, they will go over. Uh, and, and, and so we have governors declaring emergencies to take the guns. All of that is, and then suddenly Democrats are against sanctuary cities when they're the ones saying, Governor Hochul and, 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 and the uh, mayor of New York, come here, come here. Now they're like, oh, we never said come here. I think it's dawning on Democrats they've been betrayed. And maybe there's some point where Democrats will have self-preservation, you know, the average voter, and, and say, no, we need to turn against this. This is totalitarian. This is dangerous. This is evil. Uh, but if that isn't the case, the deep... But here's the problem. Even if Democrats wake up, bef- the system will know that from their internal polls. The establishment will. They're going to make a big move. And is that a full-out war with Russia? A full-out war with China? Uh, is, it, is it them allowing... The jihadi sleeper cells, they're in America, that have torn across our border, that are waiting to let them activate. And I'm not saying our government controls them, but they've let other governments bring them in. And they've given funding to those governments. And now if we don't see strong signals against against Iran, I don't want war with Iran. What I'm saying is strong signals telling Iran, do not fund terror groups. And if we don't see strong repudiation of Joe Biden, that will green light the security services to go ahead and let this new attack happen and a massive jihadi attack in America could be the way to bring in martial law and cancel the election. Also, Klaus Schwab loves the telegraph, so is the UN. It is imminent. A cyber attack bringing down the power grid will make COVID look like absolutely nothing, is basically his quote. I think I've got it almost exactly. And, 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 and so will they cut the power before the election? I mean, the sky is the limit. The sky is the limit. So people need to be vigilant. And understand that we want to let the system know we're aware. We want to promote the values of free speech and of family and of self-defense and of local control and of free market, rugged individualism and a competitive civilization and a colorblind society that Martin Luther King Jr. talked about. We need to go back to the things that made us great that threaten the CCP and threaten the globalists of the UN because they're selling tyranny and eating bugs and being... For something, um, in... In a, an escalating way. I got two subpoenas last week. Subpoenas? I got subpoenas uh, on January 6th, again, on a criminal investigation. Well, you didn't do anything on January 6th. And I got subpoenaed in Trump's criminal trial in Georgia. On what gra- On what? And then my lawyer called and said, what is this? And uh, the uh, they said, well, we, we don't just want him as a witness. He's a subject. I had nothing to do with Georgia. I'm not saying it's bad they went and challenged it. That's their right. I mean, I went and protested there. So it's just pure intimidation. So I have a problem. It's that I don't like to cut and run. I'm not the toughest guy around, but growing up in Dallas was pretty rough people. Some big guy started a fight with me. I just couldn't back off. Uh, and I almost always won those fights or, or, or you know went to the hospital trying. And so I decided to go down with the ship. Uh, I'm not going to... Uh, 
I'm not going to leave the country. Uh, I'm not going to back down. And I'm going to continue to fight with everything I've got. I'll never sell out. I'll never give in. I could give out. That's why support's critical and word of mouth. Because Alex Jones is seen as a focal point, like capture the flag by the globalist. If they can shut me down, they believe they can shut anybody down. They've said that. And so it's human. So you do see mm. that. And he talked about the, um, the border. Okay. So I want to show you guys this. This is from Disclose TV. This is back over here. James, I'm going to skip that one for today. Trump on Hannity. Okay, here we go. So mostly Chinese men here crossing illegally into the United States. Just a very interesting dynamic that I don't think we've seen yet. All these Chinese guys coming in. Um, this one is interesting to me. There's, there's women in there too. Um, but this is a very interesting, I think this is a group of people, obviously, and I don't know if they're, are they Chinese? Are they Uyghurs? Are they Afghani? Are they, I mean, there's a lot of Clearly different Clearly there's more than just Chinese people there. Coming in here. Um, but Asian nonetheless, not necessarily. No, the rest of these people are not Asian. South American. So this is a very interesting dynamic coming in. And I know oh, man, so uh, Corey says that there's advertisements um, in, South America. in, in uh, Nicaragua to, to get you in. Um, I want to leave you with this Tucker Carlson clip from a while ago. And I, I think I need to put this up on, on, on Facebook. But this is a clip that everybody should, should take note from about Richard Nixon. I don't know why they don't teach history anymore. One thing you should know is that the most popular president in American history was Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon. Yet somehow, without a single vote being cast by a single American voter, Richard Nixon was kicked out of office and replaced by the only unelected president in American history. So we went from the most popular president to a president nobody voted for. Wait a minute, you may ask. Why didn't I know that? Wasn't Richard Nixon a criminal? Wasn't he despised by all decent people? <laughs> no, he wasn't. In fact, if any president could claim to be the people's choice, it was Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon was reelected in 1972 by the largest margin of the popular vote ever recorded before or since. Nixon got 17 million more votes than his opponent. Less than two years later, he was gone. He was forced to resign. And in his place, an obedient servant of the federal agencies called Gerald Ford took over the White House. How did that happen? What's well, a long story, but here are the highlights and they tell you a lot. Richard Nixon believed that elements in the federal bureaucracy were working to undermine the American system of government and had been doing that for a long time. He often said that. He was absolutely right. On June 23, 1972, Nixon met with the then CIA director, Richard Helms, at the White House. During the conversation, which thankfully was tape recorded, Nixon suggested he knew, quote, who shot John, meaning President John F. Kennedy. Nixon further implied that the CIA was directly involved in Kennedy's assassination, which we now know it was. Helms' telling response? Total silence. But for Nixon, it didn't matter because it was already over. Four days before, on June 19th, the Washington Post had published the first of many stories about a break-in at the Watergate office building. Unbeknownst to Nixon and unreported by the Washington Post, four of the five burglars worked for the CIA. 
The first of many dishonest Watergate stories was written by a 29-year-old Metro reporter called Bob Woodward. Who exactly was Bob Woodward? Well, he wasn't a journalist. Bob Woodward had no background whatsoever in the news business. Instead, Bob Woodward came directly from the classified areas of the federal government. Shortly before Watergate, Woodward was a naval officer at the Pentagon. He had a top secret clearance. He worked regularly with the intel agencies. At times, Woodward was even detailed to the Nixon White House, where he interacted with Richard Nixon's top aides. Soon after leaving the Navy, for reasons that have never been clear, Woodward was hired by the most powerful news outlet in Washington and assigned the biggest story in the country. And just to make it crystal clear what was actually happening, Woodward's main source for his Watergate series was the deputy director of the FBI, Mark Felt. And Mark Felt ran, and we're not making this up, the FBI's COINTELPRO program, which was designed to secretly discredit political actors the federal agencies wanted to destroy, people like Richard Nixon. And at the same time, those same agencies were also working to take down Nixon's elected vice president, Spiro Agnew. In the fall of 1973, Agnew was indicted for tax evasion and forced to resign. His replacement was a colorless congressman from Grand Rapids called Gerald Ford. What was Ford's qualification for the job? Well, he had served on the Warren Commission, which absolved the CIA of responsibility for President Kennedy's murder. Mm -hmm. Nixon was strong-armed into accepting Gerald Ford by Democrats in Congress. Quote, we gave Nixon no choice but Ford, Speaker of the House Carl Albert later boasted. Eight months later, Gerald Ford of the Warren Commission was the President of the United States. See how that works? So those are the facts. Not speculation, all of that actually happened. None of it's secret, most of it actually is on Wikipedia. But no mainstream news organization has ever told that story. It's so obvious, yet it's intentionally ignored. And as a result, permanent Washington remains in charge of our political system. Unelected lifers in the federal agencies make the biggest decisions in American government and crush anyone who tries to rein them in. And in the process, our democracy becomes a joke. Now, you may have noticed that the very... Mm, wow. So tell them, can oh, you just tell what? Did we just lose everything? No idea. Um, we're streaming. I think we're still streaming. We are, but I can't do anything except for change whatever our background is. What can I give them besides this? Um, you mean, oh, so you can, so we're stuck on the screen share. We're just stuck on the screen share. Okay. What would be a good background? Or what uh, are you going to go to next? No, Let's we're done. That's the end next. of the story. Okay. Wow. That's okay. the end. So, well, then I can do this. I can go to howardshandmade.com because the package from the Howards came in the mail. And I'm about to open it. So Yay. Um, you guys, Angie and Ryan and their family, um, we got sent pictures. Oh my gosh, I wish I could bring them up. Oh, I totally, no, I can't. Um, of their kids making bread this week. And um, the, this is, they did a phenomenal job. And Thank look you. how adorable they look here. There you go. So cute. That was them making the bread. And then that was them finishing the bread. So fun. So we met them at Bard's Fest, this phenomenal family. And come to find out, 
that they do all kinds of awesome things. So I wanna go over here to, we'll just go one by one to like as we open up the stuff. So she just randomly sends us this box. We've been telling you guys about it. Um, we asked you guys to go and um, find them on Facebook, Howard's Handmade. Find them on Facebook and like their page. And they said when they got to 100, they would do a giveaway. So they made it to 100. So this Sunday, they're doing a drawing. Yay, so fun. go and like their page and enter into the drawing on Sunday so you can get something like this in the mail. Okay? Thank you for supporting my... It's just the cutest packaging that they do, by the way. Um, I've been really excited about this when she, since she said that she was sending it because Patriot Nana, a.k.a. Stacy opened up, and we, we, we played this last week, opened up a package. So look, it's like this cute little sticker. Same sticker that's right there. Oh my gosh. Beautiful card. I love it. There's something in it. Oh my gosh. More keychains. Oh my gosh. Look at that. Leah and Michelle, oh, I wanted to show my appreciation to the both of you for sharing my page and supporting my small business. It really does mean so much to me. Thank you for all of the work that you do. I don't always have time to watch the videos, but I try when I can. The lettering on wait, wait, wait. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm just it's a the lettering on your art items are not exactly how I had hoped they would turn out, but I do hope that you like them. I included a scarf for your mom. Aww. Stay warm with the cooler temps coming. Sending prayers and love, Angie Howard, Ryan, Ethan, Maddie, James, and Nora. You also mentioned needing more keychains, uh, keychain, so I may I enclosed two more. Yay. The kids all say hello as well. You guys, so this is this must be the scarf for mom. Holy cow! That's a long scarf. It's beautiful. Look at the colors. Wait, look at the colors. I'm trying it on. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I so wish we could make the screen big. I'm so upset right now. Okay, so, but they have crocheted items. Okay. The head, oh, you need more of those ear warmers because those are awesome. So oh, they've got a, they have... another reflective headband ear warmer. Um, an infant headband. Girl, you just be hats. like really crocheted earrings. There's a whole nother page. Guys, this is so awesome. Oh my gosh, crochet water balloons. That is, what is that even? What is this crocheted water balloon? Now I need to know. Do the kids like playing with water balloons? But you hate filling them up and cleaning up the pieces after they break. Then crochet water balloons are for you. To use crocheted water balloons, all you have to do is fill a bucket with water. Oh, so you just throw like a like a, a mass of water in them. Okay, I love that. That is awesome. Okay, that is genius, by the way. Okay, so cool. Um, a bath loafah, um, a rectangle dish scrubbers, so awesome. Um, a washcloth or a dishcloth. So, okay, so we're at the crocheted section. I just so wish I could make it bigger, but... This is, let me, let me go back a page here. Oh, and somebody needs to order this crocheted queen, queen size blanket that I just can't even get over. The fact like that she made this, it's so giant, like just so huge. Um, and they, they take awesome, cool pictures. Uh, okay, so here we go. Oh my gosh, it's a hat. Oh, and there's two hats. Oh my gosh, wait a this minute. This has gotta be mine. Yes, this is the Swedish color. <gasps> Angie! Yes, Get you out. did. Yes, you did. Oh my gosh! What in the world? It says, "I wait, 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 wait. wait a minute." <laughs> no, it way. does. It legit no says resistance way. chicks. Get out of town. No, shut the Get front door. Get out of town. What do you mean the lettering didn't turn out? 
wait, I can't turn it right. Michelle, get it together. Put it on. Put it on. It'll be better Stop on it. your head. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I can't. It's alcohol. It's as resistance checks. Angie, get out of town right now. Oh, I love it so much. Look at, look at, we can say, like, how in the world do you crochet letters? Okay, bingo, that's the same question I have. It says, wow, that's a beautiful scarf. I wonder if they make leg warmers. Insides into Michelle. Leah, how many days a week am I wearing leg warmers? Like five. Five. Like five days a week, Michelle's in leg warmers. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Isaiah, that is talent. So y'all go to howardshandmade.com. We're not getting a kickback from this, except for these are our friends and we love them and you need to go and just look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Oh my gosh. I can't even stand myself right now. I cannot even, I'm never wearing another hat. Mom's got to come down and she's got to see it in person. Oh my goodness. She's getting the names for the Bible. Mom, drawing. can you believe what is going on right now in my head? Nobody can see you. We're real small anyway, because it's all broken. Because I can't get my thing back. Oh, okay. So we got to add one more. Oh, okay. Where's my thing? You need a bucket, a bowl? No, here it is. It's right here. Wow, so many names. There's a lot of names in it this week. Thank you. Mom, would you like my hat? Look at yours, your scarf. Did you drop one out? No, I didn't. No, there's okay. no hole in the bottom. It's kind of no, chilly in the basement. I'm going to wear I'm your gonna scarf stir it up for a real... minute. Oh my gosh. Uh, I... Angie, I can't even stand it right now. Holy mackerel. Michelle is bringing the leg warmers back. Haha, ha, memories of these. I love leg warmers. Okay, so this is for the Founders Bible. For the Founders Bible. Linda E. e. Well, there might be more than one Linda E. Linda E-T-H. Linda is getting the Founders Bible. Okay, Ryan says she hasn't, but she's willing to try. Ryan, were you watching the whole time while we opened this? Oh, my gosh. I, I love the hat. I love the I color. love my hat. I'm literally losing That's my mind. That's Michelle's colors. It's so Pink cool. is my favorite color on the planet. This is my favorite color. Oh Blue my gosh. Like oh this. my gosh. Honestly, uh, it couldn't be a better color. It couldn't be better. Donna Bo Libby says, congratulations, Linda E-T-H. Nani Yaffa says, so cool. Beautiful talent. So congratulations. Your hat's going the wrong way. There you go. The other. Yep. Keep going that way. <laughs> you got to center the chicks. Nani Yaffa says, can you sign it for me? Yes, we will sign your Bible. Because uh, remember, for those of you that not, are not paying attention, Sherry in the chat decided to give Nana Yaffa a Bible for her birthday today. So, um, so huge. So Ryan says, yes, they've been watching the whole time. Okay, good. That is so fun. Can't even. Oh my gosh. I don't even know how to end the show now because I'm so daggum excited. Um, oh, wait a minute. Nana Yaffa. Her name isn't Linda, is it? Nana Yaffa. How is this even possible? <gasps> Nana Yaffa won the Bible. After Sherry said, no, listen, this is God. After Sherry said that she was willing to purchase a Bible for her. So Sherry, we're going to have to move your donation forward to somebody else. One winner per person. Okay. Does so Sherry she, want to do, does she want Unless to? Sherry want. Linda Faith, Linda Etherton. Yes, mom. So, but listen, no, get this. Last week. <laughs> no. Listen, listen to me. This is crazy, Last you guys. Week, Subby. I don't know what was going on in the chat, but something happened so that both Stacy and Sam said, please, we will pay for Subby to get a Bible. Before the show was even over, Subby wins the Bible. Today, 
Sherry says, because it's Nana Yaffa's birthday, I'm going to buy her the Bible. But we didn't pull her name out of the thing because Patriot Gallery didn't know whose name to pull out. And she wins the Bible. <laughs> Two weeks running. How is that even possible? Nana Yaffa says, I could pay it forward. Okay, Nana Yaffa gets to pay forward her win. So do you want me to, do you want me to pull another winner? Let's do it that way. Nana Yaffa, is that okay? So Sherry's still going to buy, Sherry's still going to buy Nana Yaffa's Bible. We're going to pick another winner. Okay. So we're paying it forward. This is so fun. This is so stinking. Oh, oh. you know what? That must've been God. <gasps> okay. It popped out. I don't know who it is, but they're about to win. John Fuss. Oh, Fox. Yeah. There's more to that name though. Mm -hmm. John, you have won. John won. Okay. So Nana Oh my gosh, Subby's even in the chat. She's like, that's awesome. Okay, so super cool. John, you get to win because Nana Yaffa is paying hers forward because Sherry's paying for hers. And I just love everybody just giving and giving and giving. John. Oh, and y'all people. Oh my God, and I got this hat. Okay, I got a card to open. Two cards from the same person. It's One's for me because I think it's probably a belated birthday. But this looks like Christmas. Yeah, but we can still open it. You want to save for Christmas special. Yeah, but I hate... Okay, fine. All right, we'll save the Christmas card for the Christmas special. This is from the Jenkins in Indiana. It's got my name on it. <gasps> Happy birthday! You know, my birthday was a month ago. But they just keep tomorrow. coming in. I'm going to have birthday cards for the rest of the year. Forever. It's a really pretty card by the way. Wishing you a happy day and a beautiful year. Hope your birthday is as special as you. Happy birthday to a special person God brought into my life, Mary. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Mary. And she sent a Christmas card, but we're going to save that for our Christmas special. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we'll save that for the Christmas special. That's Speaking awesome. of Christmas specials, um, again, guys, if you have gifts to give, get, get yourself some uh, organic body essentials and get it for your mom, for your sister. These are really great. Go and, and visit obeorganicbodyessentials.com and support small businesses. That's what we've been trying to do this year. Um, please go to Howard's Handmade. Um, can they get... Custom, custom. You gotta colors. pay extra. Listen, if y'all want something custom, you gotta pay big money. I don't even know how you made it. I don't know how you made it. Oh my gosh! But I can gosh. tell you that it's all the, the the fits great. Look, it's a perfect fit. It covers it's your ears. It's literally. And it's no. My gosh, I'm gonna be wearing this every day. Okay. Um, Brit Pazza, maybe we'll sing once in Royal David City. Maybe. Christmas mm -hmm. song request. Uh, Subby says, love the hats. Congrats, John. South Paul says, I love it. Freckles says, my husband needs a large print Bible. Do you know how I can get one? I don't know if the Founders Bible have one, but I can give you some recommendations. We will try I to. I think the Geneva has a. I Steve think the Bible Geneva does have print. one on GenevaBible.com. John Foxwell is the only John. Okay, I know, Mom. Okay. But I was trying not to give people's last names, Mom. You know what? We're going to make sure y'all are protected in your anonymity. All right, so go to mypillow.com. I am getting pillows for relatives this year. And, you know, they have really, here's the thing. If you know anybody in your family that needs towels or sheets, get them for them now because they're super sales. Uh, the slippers are on super sale. The sandals are on super sale. Um, the non-fuzzy line slippers are on super sale. Okay, so check that out. And also, remember, guys, shields are made or metal. So visit ITM Trading. Give them a call. Give them a call. We weren't, we, you know, one thing we didn't really talk about, we haven't really talked about with ITM Trading is that you can call for free and just ask what you can do. It's a free consult. So Learn you don't have to feel weird. Learn.itmtrading.com. 
com forward slash chicks and then you literally we have a special number 1-866-950-7776 and you can literally click on this to schedule your free strategy call you can pick your date you can pick your time right like it's so cool you just pick a date you pick a time and, and you boom. don't have to do anything if you feel weird i don't know anything about precious metals i don't know anything about gold and silver um they've walked uh several people through this already and they're just really normal, average people who understand yeah. home setting. The other, I'm sorry, guys, I don't think the other gold and silver people do. They no. understand, hey, no how much do you need to put over here in land? How much do you need to put in like maybe a water, a pond, a koi pond like like Lynette has? And there's one show that I really want to do is um, just Michelle and I just watching a show where um, uh, another podcaster um, walks through Lynette's house. Oh, and I know. And she shows. She shows off like what she collects and her koi pond and her uh, grapefruit trees. And that's why we love um, ITM trading. So if you guys are getting into gold and silver, um, I'm now is the time to buy gold and silver, especially gold, especially silver, actually, because we were talking about this, how um, I think on our, on our previous shows, how the ratios are really whack. And yes, they're really they're off. out of whack and right they now. Will, <clears throat> I, I, I am not a predictor, but by the end of this year, I don't know how many, I don't really think that we're going to be sending you guys there much for much more than before the election. I mean, after the election. Um, I just kind of, it's like, you're there, you're there. I don't know what's really going to happen. It'll be a you volatile. You mean November next year? Yeah, it'll be, it's going to be a very volatile market. Um, everything is going to, I just, actually, I'm just kind of seeing this right now. Like next I'm kind of seeing like when you see like the circus and the um, the clowns, everything's just kind of all over the place. You know, they kind of they play on the cars and the wheels. Like I feel like that's what's happening. The clowns, like this is kind of a word from God. The clowns are getting ready to take over the system, and everything. And and it's like uh, you'll open up a can and a can of worms will come out, and the monkeys are just going to kind of you know, wind up monkey going all over the place. And it's just like you're going to look back and you're going to wish that you had gotten things in place and. Guys, when we talk about getting shored up, we're talking about getting food, shelter, barterability, wealth preservation. And one of those things that I can't walk you guys through is how to move over your 401ks. Uh, four no, 401ks. Why is it for? Because you always think it's okay. And I always tell you, look it's into my okay. eyes. Look into my eyes. I just said 401. The first thing I said was 4-1. Is it 4-1? Right. And I say it's never okay. I've said that to you. Look into my eyes. Remember, wait, it's wait, wait, wait. never so, okay. So I have a little dyslexia. Right. It's never okay. This is how so you wait, can wait, remember wait. Stop, it stop, forever. Stop, stop, stop. That's not, that's not how my brain works. Do you know how my brain works? It's never the O first for O. I'm always, the only reason I say one is because I'm trying to say the right thing. So I'm literally, when I say it's never, when you say it's never okay, I always think to myself, it's never the O first because I don't have a, I don't have a 401k. The O is right. The O is first. That's what I want to say. That's what I always want to say. It's 401. 401k. 40. It is 401. No, it always is 40. It'll help me. It's always 40. Just say it. My my, I'm 40 right now. Just, just say always it. think to yourself. No no no. 40. No, 40. I can't think for, no, just say oh. It's always. Just say it's always O. Just say, that's how I'm going to help my brain remember. Just oh, my say, gosh. It's always O. Oh. Just say, it's always it's O first. always O. O is before one. O is before one. That's how you remember. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Okay, so. It's just going to go nuclear on me. 
That's another word that she hates if I mispronounce. Maybe you just said it right that time. That's because I made myself. Nuclear. She hates when I say it that way. Nuclear. It's nuclear. Are we singing a song? Why not? Is this, are okay. these the right lyrics? Mm. They don't look right. Hmm. Here we go. What? You don't like it? You no, don't it's like fine. This song? It's fine. I just didn't know. We're what singing a Christmas was. song because it's a Christmas season. Okay. Leah Faith. What's the promo code for my pillow? RC. RC. So for OBE, Organic Body Essentials, and for my pillow, the promo codes are RC. But if you're going to Bride on, it's chicks. Yes. And if ITM trading is chicks. But you don't need a promo code for that. You just go to chick, forward slash chicks. Learn but, it, but it's forward slash chicks, not forward slash RC. Right. I know. It's a, we're all a mess. Okay. Mm. Let's do this. Okay. We're going to sing a song. We're gonna, I'm going to grab these okay. lyrics and we're going we're gonna to put them oh, in the... Hallelujah. No, we're not singing hallelujah. I know. All right. Let's oh, they go. Want money. They want money. You ready? <gasps> okay. It came upon a midnight clear, that glorious song of old. From angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. Peace on the earth, goodwill to men, from heaven's all gracious sing. The world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing. Still through the cloven skies they come with peaceful wings unfurled. And still their heavenly music floats o'er all the weary world. Above its sad and lowly plains they bend on hovering wing. And ever o'er its babble sounds the blessed angels sing. We'll do the last one. For lo, the days are hastening on by prophets seen of old. When with the ever-circling years shall come the time foretold. When peace shall o'er all, all the earth and ancient splendors fling. <laughs> and the whole world send back the songs which now the angels sing. There you go. Happy Merry Christmas season. Happy Merry Christmas. All right. We will see you on Sunday for our world news program at 1.30. But before we do that, let's go. No, you don't. I just asked you to go to Rumble. Let's go. No, you don't. Let's go, go rumbling. Okay. So Patriot Gallery mm. has done the final judgment. AI robots. Yes. Demonic. There's part one Men and part in black. two. Come watch show. You find out who men in black are. <laughs> yes. Okay, it's a final judgment. So Patriot Gallery the, shows are always phenomenal. They're a variety show. The, she puts a ton oh of work goodness, into them. Oh my goodness, she got Dr. Lee Merritt in there she talking got about anal viruses. And I'm like, Mama, I don't know. <laughs> I think there might be some. So go and check out part one and part two. 
there of Final Judgment AI Robots Demonic and but Men gonna, in Black. We got to have these conversations because other people be having them. And so y'all need to go to Resistance Chicks Rumble and make sure that you're following. Like oh, click on, on the follow y'all. and ring Do the bell it. so you get notifications. Watching. You be watching. Click follow. Come on now. All right, you guys. We love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, we'll see you on Sunday for our World News Program 1.30-ish. We do try to be punctual, even though we're normally 20 minutes late. But we will see you guys on Sunday. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Go make some cookies. That's what uh, the producers at Brighton are going to do. Oh, let's take them to my favorite cookie recipe. Oh, sure. Why not? I will grab it here. So the producers at Brideon were making cookies. Okay. Now, this is not a healthy cookie. I'm not this is not one of those um crunchy cookies that I normally I've been been making. This is legit just the best cookie in the entire Here's the problem. World. If I pull up the history. No, I'll just put it in the comment section. Oh, thank you. Okay. So we'll go to today's show. You can say hello to yourselves, everybody in the chat. No, I'll just put. Oh, so this is section. literally the best sugar cookie on the face of the planet, and you have to decorate with buttercream icing. Now I don't don't do the little thing there. The, the, no, here we go. Here we go. Now, what makes this so special? Now it's made with powdered sugar, and I actually have made these with honey. Just FYI, so I have. They're actually still pretty good. Um, they're still healthy. They don't, and I've made it with, and I have made it with whole wheat flour. They don't know. They don't know will not hurt them. However, I do suggest that if you're going to do it the first time, get yourself some all-purpose flour, get yourself some powdered sugar, one cup of butter softened, and there's a trick here: a, a half a teaspoon of almond extract. Uh, 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 uh. It is a whole teaspoon, maybe a little bit more. You want to, mm, okay? Now that and a teaspoon of cream of tartar. I don't know what that cream of tartar. It's a little bit. It's cream of tartar is um. Ground up uh, grape seeds with baking powder, I think. Anyways, I don't know what it do, but it do. Okay? Oh so these are, they are, you put them in the refrigerator, you get them all nice and cold, and then you roll them out, and you cut them out, and you bake them, and you decorate them, and you have to decorate them. You have to do this with buttercream icing. And then if you want funness, you get your little sprinkles, but for me... And I'm telling you, this is weird. I know, I know we're normally crunchy. M&M's, the red and the green ones. I don't know oh, what it so is. Good. I know. I don't know what it is. It has to be the red and green ones. It can't be the colored ones. It has to be the red and green ones for Christmas. And you have to buttercream ice. And then that little cookie that you cut out, that you baked, and it's so cute. And it's like a little snowman or it's a little star or whatever it is. And then like with the stars that I make, you, you get to squeeze and you get, you get the icing on there. get all tons of icing. Now, don't go skimping on the icing. Sometimes what you do is you want to ice it, and then you want to decorate so, with it, and then you want to put, like, like the snowman mm -hmm. gets three M&Ms uh, like going buttons, down yeah. buttons. The stars get M&Ms on the stars, okay? And the Christmas trees make, like, the garland out of m and I'm just, I know, it's like 10 M&Ms. Like, seriously, <laughs> maybe even you more. You could use the baby M&Ms. No, 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 no. For me, they, it's too much candy coating. So It doesn't taste right. Okay. So Near you got to have the full M&Ms. I know it. I'm just telling you, do you want the goodness? <laughs> okay, so let me read a couple of comments. Someone was asking for the link for Organic Body Essentials. There is, in the description of every video that we do, and I usually it's usually within 15 minutes of the, the <laughs> ending of a show where I will have all the, the descriptions or all the links in there, there is a specific link for our, our it's a custom link for our Organic Body Essentials, mm -hmm. okay? Um, so I have put that in the chat. Somebody was asking for that. Um, 
so there's the there's the link there. Um, Isaiah forty one ten says chicks is the pr promo code for the Health Ranger store. I I'm pretty sure our promo code works for the Health Ranger store, but the Brighteon store is the same store. It just has a different like a whole different thing. It's like the same exact store. So go to brighteonstore.com and yes, promo code chicks at the Brighteon store. Hey, and um, what I'm telling you guys to do is get some neem salt toothpaste. I'm gonna be making. I suggest you go get so there and Leah, get it if you don't want to buy all the ingredients. I have a beef with you right now. Speaking of beef, we don't have anything out for dinner. I know. I know. Pizza! What do I always say when Leah says there's no what? Is, and I say it just like that. And how many times do I say it? Too many times. Pizza! When we don't have anything made. Pizza. Okay. something. Leah, Michelle. you smell so bad like exhaust right now. It's been a distraction for me the whole show. I've tried to tell you. No, it's, exhaust doesn't get under your armpits. It gets on your on your person. And I, I can't. I don't smell it. Okay. That's fine. But you that's smell like a chainsaw. Really? You smell like bar and chain oil. That's Maybe why it's you have hand. to shower all your the hands? time. No. You I don't stink. smell anything. That's why you I didn't. stink. I don't smell it. I changed all my clothes. We, we were taking you don't get, That's what I tried to tell you, though. You can't just change your clothes. That's why you guys bought me a battery-powered... I don't stink like it because I wasn't using Maybe the Maybe you do. No, I don't, Leah. I had them buy me a battery-operated leaf blower because I, in the fall... I don't smell it. I'm going to go ask my mom. She will smell you. I And I'm so sick of the fact that I can't use the leaf blower because I don't have time to shower after every time that I use it for just cleaning off the deck. You stink. I don't smell it. You smell you badly. Have... You smell like a chainsaw. Maybe it's that COVID thing. No. No, no, no. That I'm diminishes gonna... smells. I'll see you guys on Sunday. I'm going to go ask my Patreon gallery to settle this discussion. All right. We love you all. Good night. You got me.